note just like ca- chiming in like oh i love you guys or something they're living the celebrity life living the celebrity life they really are. uh chaz welcome back to the grid for i don't know valentine's day happy episode. valentine's day david lee scales i thought you were gonna forget for a moment i almost did um, i can't believe that- i was so jealous when your wife posted a valentine's post of you because you wanted to post one of me yeah first i wanted to comment on there be like you can't what are you doing yeah chiming chiming on on true love i have a feeling derek is first in line Derek, then seriously yeah and then i probably land third yeah that's cool. true yeah. it's totally true where is uh did you send any cute messages to scott bass this morning no i didn't i should though any love i oh, should my goodness i have this um, is a valentine's day surprise it, like it, no other it's a v-day threesome it is a v-day threesome Listeners right now are hoping that it's Scott Bass that just walked into the room, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. but they're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> it's a handsomer, more Man. stylish version from the same territory. I will say Devin Howard to wreck the surprise does get more and more handsome. he like Devin wears crusty, bad skin. Well, <laughs> don't, don't well, the beard, the beard covers it up now. And I don't mean crusty bad skin as in like bad skin. I mean like sunbeat right. weathered is what I should have said. Not crusty weathered skin. Well, which is actually a dignified look. Yeah. I mean, There's, it's a you, distinguished thing. Well, and the, the fact that you can take, because that's what's for here on out for all of us, right? No, nobody's getting younger. There's no Benjamin button no, here. Definitely. So not. we're all going to get wrinkled. A man who can wear his wrinkles. Well, is a man to be jealous of, to be honest. I'm jealous. I mean, personally, me too. Uh, Devin, hey, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time. It's been way too long. You guys haven't had any shows on in a few weeks, have you? I do. A little break. I take full responsibility. David Lee Scales fell in love and then fell off the face of the earth is what happened. (laughs) I went to Hawaii and we agreed. We even texted while I was in Hawaii and we're like, dude, let's record remotely, set it up for Friday. Okay, fine. And then I just went silent on him. Of course. Yeah. I mean, David Lee was in the absolute, when I knew, when I didn't hear a, or get a Tuesday text or, or I mean a Thursday text of like, Hey, you know, are we still on for tomorrow? I knew the throes of love, the throes of true love. Wow. Yeah. And the, the, so we had to all listen to a little bit more Scott Bass then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's all did we you, got. That's that, all we got. Did you throw up a repeat? A Scott Bass no. best of? No, he and I recorded remotely actually. <laughs> Damn it. See, <laughs> I knew I was behind Scott and you're, <laughs> you really are. And you're love so, life. so how are you going to stop doing what you're doing in Hawaii to record a podcast remotely? You guys would have done the same thing. I, I I'm, I'm a professional. Are you? To be honest. Professional what? Uh, uh, not, not a professional surfer, unfortunately. Professional podcaster. I, I would be a professional podcaster. I would put. We're getting close. I know. We got that manscaped money. We do. We, oh, I'm building a house with that manscaped money. Building a little dollhouse. Dollhouse <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> Does the manscape work on your face? That's the only way I use it. Mm. So it trims the mustache perfectly. I feel that I'm pioneering a whole new market for manscape that they're not even aware of, like that it's the best facial trimmer ever. So, you know, when you get it, Devin Howard right now for the listener, uh, has a good, what a couple weeks, couple weeks. So it's longer. It's not just, we all actually are pretty shaggy. And so I'm, when you go I'm in transitioning, yeah. Are you congratulations? <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> are you going full beard? Are you transitioning to full beard right now? I'm considering it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm a little fluid with it. Yeah. You know, it just depends what I feel like <laughs> that particular we don't day need to label it. Yeah, we, we this place it's is modern. Yeah. yeah, but uh, we so woke. Any <laughs> anyway, the you, uh, by the way, you do have a hair hanging from your chin, like a full length one. See, I it's not. Yeah, there you go. You I smacked it. myself on the chin yesterday trying to it, 
So is it weird to do, use the manscape on your junk and then put it on your face? I don't. Yes. It's I don't, your own stuff, so it's fine. Right? I don't use it on my junk. That's I just use it on my face. Okay. Oh. Poor, poor etiquette, for the record. Yes. Okay. <laughs> not that is not the way you're supposed not to use way. it. Well, there's been plenty of other products on the market to use on your face for a very long time. So okay. stick with those. But Fair manscaped enough. is precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Got it. So below the ba- belt groom. Okay. So right. you're not going to nick yourself that sort of thing. Okay. But if, you know what. If you want to buy a secondary unit to mm. use on your face, feel free. I'm saying, you know when you go in with a couple weeks, 10 days worth of face shave? Yes. And you got to go in with the razor and you're just like hacking yeah. at it? Yeah. So that's what I, so I use my Manscaped tool to do the pre-shave and then I go in with the razor and it's like so nice. Yeah. It's the like Lawn no Over 3.0 mm-hmm. you know does the, all the heavy lifting. One yeah. of the tricks to looking younger more than the oils that you use, Chaz, and whatever other lotions is just shave. Yeah. Because when people can see the gray, they go, Oh wow. You are kind of older than I thought. I got a, are you concerned about looking? Oh, I'm not concerned at all, but I'm not, I don't, I just let it hang out. But you were just talking about like the secrets of youth and and for anyone out there that's just curious. I, I I believe shave the gray, just shave the gray off. Yeah. Mm. That's true. What about dying it? Would you ever? No, just for men. I've never dyed any anything. I Can't think it, it it has the reverse effect. Does it? If you have a just, it for makes men you look older. Like yeah. you're saying, I I think that you're right. Shaving looks younger. Beard is appropriate age. Once you dye it, trying to look younger, you jump forward five to ten years and looks yeah. because it it there's no variation in the color. You know, it's like jet black beard or we something, which is not natural. Do you think that just for men could ever be a potential partner for the show? Um. Sure. Yeah, they could. I Those mean, could be the dynamic ads that play when we go to commercial break. I it could really, be a just for. <laughs> I really hope that a dynamic just for men comes on after this discussion. Of it makes you look like crap. Somebody, we, a KY ad ran on a <laughs> oh, really? recent one. Yeah, somebody oh, I good. screenshotted their DM. I'll post it. And they're like, dude, I thought this was an advertisement for like the love hurts segment. Oh, it's good. KY, yeah. Uh, so happy Valentine's Day, gentlemen. Yes. You're both. Are you around. both married? We are. Married. You're both married. Yes. So what are you doing for Valentine's Day? How are we celebrating? I'll go first. Um, yeah. I just got off the phone with my wife. She has a wonderful plan. She is going to grill a very thick steak tonight. And uh, we have a fire pit in the backyard. We're going to eat a steak dinner and hang out. Oh, and there'll be a bottle of wine as well. How does that Do you have the wine like- picked out? She has some wine that we just got from the... I know you're a wine buff, so I don't want to kook out here, but... Um, from the Valle de Guadalupe, is that how yeah. you say it? Yeah. Um, and Nina Cava is the the is the don't know the producer, but uh, yeah, great region. Yeah. yeah. So so Ensenada Baja, correct. Baja well, produces a nice wine. Baja, oh my dude, it is the Garden of Eden down you, there. What, Chaz? You haven't been there? I've been to Baja, but never. I don't oh drink wine. Goodness. I stick on my margaritas. About, you guys haven't talked about this. We're gonna do a Valentine's Day uh, getaway together. Wow. So thanks for spoiling it, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I, so it's literally 20 minutes from the coast, just inland. And it's all, obviously that area is all barren and brown. And then you go into this valley and it's verdant and green and just grows everything. The wines are good. They're not Where they great. Where water from? Uh, that's a problem. That's, okay. Yeah. But turns out grapes do better under stress that's and struggle. True. I knew that. Yeah. There's a lot of metaphors with grapes and humans. Totally. I read like a lot mm-hmm. of posters about that. Totally. Inspirational. The best grapes are the ones that, uh, or the best wines come from grapes that have to like struggle, you know. On but the they're vine. legit wines, I'm told. My, uh, you know, Josh Hall, yes. who's also super into wine, 
he said, you know, this place is rivaling Sonoma or Napa, those sorts of zones. Like it's in those yeah. conversations. Is yeah. that, is that true? Yeah. So Josh actually, last time I went down there, Josh sent me like a full, you know, multi-paragraph email. Like these are the restaurants, these are the wineries. Mm. And I didn't hit them all, but I took his um, priority picks and had an amazing time. He spends yeah. a lot of time down there. Oh, yeah. um, but so the wines are good. They're not great. It takes a lot. It takes centuries to make great wine. Mm. And those wineries just haven't, or those vines haven't been planted for that long, but they're all like, um, well-known wineries that are coming from Europe and America and investing and buying properties there. Mm. So they're kind of done to the same spec that world-class wine is just the grapes haven't come into full, full fruition yet. Does, does the uh, Napa Valley produce a truly great wine yet? Oh yeah. But yeah. that's not centuries old. Oh, that's a good point. See? Yeah. All right. Well, you got me there. You got me there. Chad. Yeah. Know my wine. What are okay. you doing for Valentine's? Thanks for asking. Uh, I this morning decided to buy my wife a massage. So nice. yeah, bought her a massage. It's we have uh, been married for ten years, almost, and I don't do good with things like that, unfortunately. With gift giving, not so. Like I'll buy gifts on uh, just randomly. Like you know, when I come into some manscape fortune, then mm -hmm. I'll just run down and buy something. That's that's the way I do things. So. Yeah, but then I forget, oh no, I should I should plan better on like the days that actually matter. A pro massage is a good gift. How do you guys feel about personal massage, like you giving the massage? Is that an adequate gift? No. Or you got to go pro? Absolutely not. You got to go pro. If I said, I'm going to give you a massage tonight, yeah. any man who tells their woman right now, I'm giving you a massage tonight, shame. Go into the bathroom, really? look in the mirror and say, I shamed myself in front of my significant other wow really yeah. i thought it was just code for sex exactly so that's all cool if you give a massage that's cool right but if that's your gift to her because you're exactly right devin howard you're getting laid that's the whole point of giving a massage right you're there's you're, never so a cheap gift you're saying it's not like a real sincere gift no it's, it's like you're giving your gift. you're giving right. yourself a gift yeah. is all you're doing which is fine it's like when homer bought more marge a bowling ball <laughs> yeah <for Christmas. laughs> knowing she didn't want to bowl and he'd end up with it so has there ever been a bigger disparity like okay male female pro massages male happy endings like how many male massages end with a happy ending how many female massages there's a huge divide there. However, when it comes to personal massage with your significant under, the giving the female the massage always ends with the happy ending. I like that you just called her your significant under as well. <laughs> <laughs> so a little slip right there that was very that was intentional. <laughs> no, that was intentional. That's uh, that's how yeah. good I am at this, Chaz. The uh, what do you feel about how often, Devin, do you ask for and or receive a massage from your wife? It's very rare. Yeah. She's on her feet all the time. So we'll sometimes do the feet thing. Mm -hmm. like, you know? Oh, I'm but saying like, how often do you give her a massage? Not that often. Okay. So it's, it's not a very massage heavy household. Not really. No, it's once in a while. David Lee. Oh, speaking gave, of real, gave, gave a massage last night. Yeah. Real quick. What? I mean, you're the, you're the young buck here. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. The flowers are blooming. Birds are singing. What are you doing for Valentine's day? Took her to go see Kanoa Igarashi's latest film last night. <laughs> romantic move. So a gift to yourself. Downtown Huntington, the romantic sector of downtown Huntington Beach. How was it? Uh, it's all right. Why are these lights? I feel like such a 
asshole wearing sunglasses every single Since time. Since when? You, uh, you always wear sunglasses that's true. indoors. That's true. I don't. I guess you feel just like started asshole. feeling like an asshole. I was just feeling like an asshole right now, but then I was thinking I should just take them off. Devin but it's Howard's good. Here. It's good that you're wearing them because one of the ways to get the coronavirus is through your eyes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about but that? That's not going to block it. It'll Heck just yeah, go around the well, sides. Well, if it's a direct shot, these are Tom Ford. It goes over the top. You're screwed. <laughs> these are Tom Ford sunglasses. For sure, they're blocking. Here's what I don't understand. It was in airports coming yeah. back from Hawaii. Uh, everybody's wearing those face masks, right? Sure. You're still breathing the same air. Yep. Like the air, it, these uh, you know particles are tiny and they go around the mask, through the mask. But I, I think what it blocks though is literally people's spittle going into your mouth. But people, yeah. you see 10 times more of those masks when there's a coronavirus thing happening. People are wearing it thinking they're not going to get sick. You're still breathing the exact same air. But they're not because doctors wear them. So they must do something. I think it's, I think it's to also equally. You're, well, to, doctors wear it for the reason you just said. To protect others also from you, from your spit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, yeah, it's a benevolent gesture, David Lee. You in were general, it, it a is. selfish move. You're it's right. People being benevolent. It generally is. Goodwill of others. Why is it a tenfold increase during coronavirus time though? Because people just feel warmer toward their fellow yeah. man. I think it lowers anxiety levels, but this Corona's uh, without getting too into it, but I'm getting on a plane Sunday night for Australia. Are you worried? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Because, because this one's a little, it's trickier than the other ones. You know, it, you can get it from t- from what I've read. I'm repeating what I read, so sorry if anyone's going to nail me. I'm being wrong on this, but from the surface, so you can get it from the surface. You can get it from someone's sneeze or spit as well. So it's got this airborne capability and surface, which is kind of trippy. Also, can um, be an in incubation period uh, for up to 24 days now. It mm, was yeah. before it was like four, 12 to 14. Yep. So it's really unusual and. Chances are most, if you get it, you're going to be okay. You're going to get really sick. Um, but what was the number? Was it two or two or three out of a hundred have died over in China? I don't know. That was the number I read. Yeah. That's, that's well, pretty so that, that makes significant. Sense. That gives reason to wear the mask. Then if it's transferred through the spittle itself, then you do want to block that. It's not transferred just through the air particles. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that makes sense. Yeah. It's a real so, one, three punch. If you're flying, Bring all the all the gear and just wipe down the whole command center where you're sitting. It's, if you're, if there's a time to be paranoid, this might be one of those times. Nope, never a time for me. I'm gonna develop. I'm going in raw dog, and I'm gonna develop an <laughs> immunity to it. That's a smart play right there. Yeah, I like where your head's at. I'm, Thank you. I'm all in. I've got the mask and I've got the goggles. Oh, nice. Wow. Let's post a photo on Insta. Let's <laughs> uh, see that real quick. Uh, do you believe let's let's get conspiratorial here it was for sure in a secret lab where this thing came out of for sure the chinese were screwing around with biological something rather else and that's where this thing leaked it's no sneaking live animal mart with some guy kissing a snake i'm in yeah i'm convinced already i mean i'm going 50 50 yeah Yeah. other 50 is from eating bats oh yeah but it's really eating Wait, bats. who was eating a bat? <laughs> Chinese. Yeah. They were I mean, that's one of the theories is that in oh, those open like food markets, there's a lot of, um, let's call them exotic animals that you can eat. And among them is, are bats. And I don't think nature intended us to eat bats. Do you think bats taste like chicken? I think it tastes. I think they taste like uh, kale. Yeah. Like That'd be pretty good. crispy kale. Oh, I, I, I like you know, the kale chips. Yeah, I, I love those kale like chips. But with a little face oil. oil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I question, I question 
your theory though why weren't we made to eat bats why is that not, or why were we made not to eat bats but we it is okay to eat a lobster which looks like a cockroach a of, of the ocean bones like look at the open the wingspan is there any meat there so but that's what I'm, you, but, I'm, to okay. me it's like nibbling on a mouse but the the kale chip thing you brought up is a wonderful like their wings may taste like delicious crispy <laughs> kale chips you could probably fry them up i know yeah i think you could fry them up nice and i mean i think next episode we should bring a bat in here to eat. If anybody okay. knows where to acquire bats in America, edible bats. I think the concerns are, are eating rodents in general because they tend to hang on to a lot of bacteria and disease more than other animals. Uh, again, that's just what I've heard, just repeating that. Can you cook it out of them? I would think so. Yeah. But, you know, I, it probably, like the, all those street vendors, how clean is that stuff? Are they, throw, are, they cook, are they cooking it really well? Might be, I mean, seared might be the way to go on all of it, though, too. It might just taste way better seared where they know. Like it's you're supposed we're supposed yeah. to cook this rat, but right. just lightly. Tss, right, tss, but Corona. Yeah, mm. the, our military is ramping up and getting ready for Corona. Like, there are a lot of people who are like, "Hey, this," because it's one of those like slow burn things. Mm -hmm. You know, right now you're like, "Hey, lots more people die from the flu." Well, the flu has been here in many forms that we're familiar with. The scary part about this is that we don't have. A vaccine we don't have anything to battle this so we're just we feel like we're caught we're caught on our heels on this like whoa and china didn't you know they didn't jump on it right away and there's hundreds there's up to hundred i've heard numbers of hundreds of thousands of people with it in china crazy um how, how much <clears throat> would somebody have to pay you right now david lee scales and then devin howard to drop straight into wuhan wuhan china be part of the wuhan clan and hang out for let's say 10 days um <laughs> do whatever is you this want. a challenge wait i no, you get paid this we can go fund me it yeah yeah we'll raise the funds and i'll do it yeah um i think it'd be hard to get in maybe but i'm okay with this i'm not bothered by this at all I'm, i'll do it 100k 100k yeah. see i like where you're david lee is coming out swinging today because i'm not afraid of what devin's afraid of yeah of I, disease of, yeah. Pan, of mass raw dog of it. human extinction events that's right yeah. And I'm not even going to wear a mask. No. I'll go. I don't think it's like that, though. I mean, that's like Ebola and the ones where, like, those are heavy. But this but, one is serious. But this is way more serious than just a cold. I think it's just because we don't know. Yeah. We don't, I think that's the scary part. Isn't it? Isn't it pneumonia or something? Doesn't yeah. it have, like, yeah. pneumonia-like yes. yeah. aspects to it? Yeah. But well, the listeners are probably bored of this conversation. But it is a big topic. And for people that are traveling and have vacations surf trips planned we we have a, a trip to hawaii we were looking at doing next month and so i, I bet a lot of surfers are having this conversation of like Ooh, yeah it's a good what point. do i do about going to indo yeah here's the thing though is it not and i mean for the brave for the david lees of the world is it not a better time i wonder if there's some deals some good some at least vacancies we'll say well, connor coffin just came i met with him yesterday and he just came from australia he said it felt like the airport was empty. Yeah. And I've also heard reports of people like flights to and from sort of the Asia region. Yep. Counters, ghost town. Yeah. So uh, the places like Bali uh, are freaking out because last time SARS happened, it really devastated yep. the economy of, of those places. So this could have a, a big hit to the, you know, surf tourism and tourism you, in general. You know what tourism got crushed in Kauai? Helicopter rides. Mm. Oh, so we got there yeah. like literally the week of the Kobe thing. And yeah. Uh, and then I, Dave Parmenter is now living there in a Kauai? lot of the year. Yeah. And so I was linking up with him and his neighbor 
is a helicopter pilot. And so I showed up and they were talking in the front yard and we got into it and yeah, it's crushed. Just the economy of a helicopter yeah. ride is yeah. done. Imagine oh. if you were going there and planning to do that on a small they helicopter no and then the Kobe news comes out, Hectic. freaks people out. Um, well, it is Valentine's Day. We were supposed to have a foursome today. <laughs> what happened, Dev? Like, who's... I don't know. I was trying to rally Pat O'Connell. I know. Um, I'm glad we didn't advertise it in advance. No Good. kidding. I, I did. Hanging. I advertised did it. You? I advertised it uh, yesterday morning at my daughter's school, Pat O'Connell. <laughs> feel ashamed. Some guy, nice guy, <laughs> said... <laughs> Can't remember his name. I feel real bad calling him a nice guy, but he is a very nice man. Said, "Hey, we're gonna get a grit tomorrow," and I said, "Are we ever?" And between you and I, Pat O'Connell and Devin Howard are gonna be on the show. It's gonna be our best show ever. And he was so excited, so excited. So, Pat, you've broken at least my heart, one of my daughter's classmates' dad's hearts. David Lee, how's your heart? Shattered. That's three hearts <laughs> shattered three hearts that yeah. I know of. It's like, yeah. this is going to be like the coronavirus too. the heartbreak. Now that people know that he could have been, should have been, was going to be on this show. The heartbreak heartbreak is going to emanate out infecting more and more people. More it and more really people will. are going to be sad today. Yep. Yeah. Well, That's he true. is popular, especially at the WSL where all things intersect with Pat O'Connell. So all the good and all the bad. And, you know, when things work out and go well, you get to celebrate. But as you know, when you put on, or could imagine when you put on events, there's a lot of different people involved, a lot of surfers, a lot of different people behind the scenes. Uh, I know yesterday he he was hanging with the people at the Olympics for like the last two days. I have no details on that, but that was pretty involved. And then he was, I'm sure you guys want to talk about the big wave event a few, few days sure ago. Do. And... You know, I think there was a lot going on behind the scenes too. That the guy got hurt. You know, like that's always not the. You don't want that happening. That's everyone's fear. I think at every event, major liability. Mm -hmm. um, that guy flying in the air and what? What did Alex he? Alex Patello. Yeah, didn't he end up getting? He got knocked out. And, yeah. And did he break? Did I think he, he sucked something? in water, didn't he? Did uh, he break something? I don't know about broken bones. I, I know that he was unconscious for like he hit his head. Basically, was what it was. Um, it was heavy. So, yeah. Oh, it was the craziest footage ever. Let's uh, let's talk about that. We need real to quick. tease real quick, Devin. Sure, you're giving us trivia at the end of the show, so we want people yes. to stick around. That yes. is the main purpose of today's show: is you're quizzing Chaz and I on surf history, yeah, and yeah. somebody's going to win one of two surfboards. Correct. Wow. Pitch yeah. it. Pitch it to the people. Wow. What's the What's the premise? This was your premise. Well, so the idea being, I you know, you guys love to talk surf here, and um. I, I put together a handful of questions and what we're going to do is it's going to be a point system. You, you're, we'll flip a coin. One of you will go first and then we'll alternate and we'll keep score. And who has the most sort of points at the end gets their choice of a new Channel Islands fish beard or the CI mid, which I brought one in for you this, to look at. Is this a CI mid That's right here? That's a CI mid. It's in the board bag. I, I just, you know, just to tease you a little bit. But the cool thing is, is depending on what you're into, it's your choice. And uh, we'll do that at the, toward the end of the show. This was all prompted by Chaz's um, insistence on denying the popularity <laughs> of the mid length. So Chaz, this has been an ongoing conversation for a long time. And Chaz refuses to get off of a high performance shortboard. And His you damn. are the mid-length impresario. <laughs> and so here we are. Somebody's going to win a mid-length or a fish beer. Well, that, 
that's how we met Chaz. Yeah. Maybe, For I know. the people that know we could, this has been, I don't know, two years, maybe longer. Yeah. At least a two year, a couple years ongoing ago. conversation. And I had never met you in person. And I was listening to something, I, I, either this podcast or I read beach grit and it was like how the egg or something is an abomination of surfing and that I'm a waste of surf talent. And I, I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't even believe, first of all, I can't even believe you care and like think about me or mention it, but thank you. And so I, I reached out and, and I'm like, I think, I think you need to ride one. I think you, if anyone well, could well, benefit in that, from it. Let's not, let's uh, maybe not I'm bury the lead. Stuff. Well, let's not bury the lead in that two years. You developed a mid length with channel islands. <laughs> yeah. and, right. Isn't and this I, yes. your responsibility? Yes. And I is. still, and I still have not set one pure foot on a mid length. In in that two years, I've still never ridden a mid length. Well, you're one day away from. I, it. I, I actually, if you could beat me in a trivia you. game. We'll see. By the way, I am so not prepared for this trivia game, and I'm actually embarrassed that it's going to reveal how. You kidding? Well, here's the. Cool I, I mean, look, you're going to smash me. You no. think? Oh my goodness! I don't know one piece of. Surf no, no, trivia. no! I'm giving you a fighting chance okay. because. Is there other trivia's in there? No, because in the answers, I'm going to give you the answer. Oh, oh, perfect. Wait, in the they'll, they'll, I can do that. There'll be a question and then I'll, I will give you three choices of what the answer oh, is. Oh, I don't, I don't want this to be like, I'm just here to bad. like embarrass you guys. Like, you should have made it to embarrass. That would have been way better. No, pun. I think half the questions you won't know. And then I okay. think half of them, you definitely, I would be surprised if you didn't. So I wanted to give a, a couple freebies and okay. a couple tough ones. I love this. And I also love that Devin, our guest comes more prepared to the show than the <laughs> host. <more>. Do. <laughs> I love yeah, I mean, it's, I'm I'm very very excited. That's that I just feel that mid length behind me. It's like <laughs> staring holes into the back of my head. That mid length. And if yeah. you win and go the fish beard, my goodness. No, no. If I win, I'll go mid length purely. I mean, even if David wins and whatever I, the case is, I need to ride this mid length. I think David has to go point. fish beard because I'm going to go. Fish you, beard. you have uh, yeah. You already have the Torin Martin board, so and I yeah. So I've got a couple of mid lengths, but yes, I was going to go fish beard anyways. Cause okay. I have a, I wrote a fish. I not even last summer. It might've been the summer before for like three months straight. I remember that. And yeah. rode that thing kind of into the ground. And uh, so I need a new fish. And this basically. real quick, this one's just, it's more of a high performance twin fin. So it's like a high performance board. It's based off the neck beard too, with a fish tail on it. So it, for people who love short boards, I think it's going to feel better to them. A lot of shortboard guys get on fish boards and go, that was kind of fun, but eh. yeah, you know, so that that's kind of the big difference. I the, think. Yeah. The Pat Kodowskis footage on Insta and Parker Coffin too, I think mm -hmm. posted writing it. It looks like they're shredding a shortboard. Yeah. Basically. It's Parker Coffin's model. So oh, it, was is it? His, it was okay. sort of his idea. He came in and he asked, um, uh, Mike, uh, Michael Walter, one of our shapers, Hey, what would this work with a fishtail? Cause Parker is one of the most high performance surfers and I don't think we underestimate. I mean, the guy's just so good. Um, but he walked away from competition and now he's kind of doing this free surf thing. But when you watch the guy's edits, he's so freaking gnarly. Yeah. He's gnarly. Gosh. He's gotten, he's gotten as he's gotten fit by the mm -hmm. way. Like I was shocked how shredded he is now, but his surfing is so sharp. Yes. It's like razor sharp. I will say though, I'm a big fan of fat Parker. <laughs> of the fat boy surf club yeah, they had the whole this whole thing, fat yeah. boy surf camp thing yeah it was classic it was so funny photos of them yeah. eating like gorging themselves on hamburgers that really was amazing good. i know i know yeah, yeah. we miss him i know he will be missed I, I hope he comes back you know he found out i think he was he's like allergic to beer and some other stuff so since he got off that stuff he's not he's like i haven't really done that much different but just by eliminating beer and bread and those sort of things 
five, five, 10 pounds just gone. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. Well, yeah. So sorry to interrupt you, Chaz. Nazare. So, yeah. Okay. I was, I've been pondering this, right? Especially in, uh, light of, um, I mean, uh, What's his dang name? Why can't I think of his name? Alex Patello? No, our lives are clickbait. Uh, oh, Albie Lair. Albie Lair, yeah. Albie Lair with the very poignant, I think, or thought-provoking provo- thought at least, comment, our lives are clickbait, which made me think, mm. okay, is this true, A? B, when I typically would have thought if somebody got hurt at a big wave event, uh, if you're the WSL, now not to be crass here, but as long as they don't die or are not horribly injured, that this is a it's a plus, right? It's going to get picked up by the news media. It's going to show actually how dangerous and, you know, in being dangerous, how uh, the public should watch this thing, right? It's a good show. It's gladiators going out to battle because if nobody ever got hurt, then eventually people would think, oh, this is surfing. It's just water. Water can't hurt you. You know, maybe it looks scary or thrilling, but there's no real danger there. And so something like this comes and I think really puts a stake in it. No, this is not only dangerous, it's potentially deadly, even, you know, at a wave where you have ever all eyes on it and a bunch of water safety and all that in the water, right? Where something like this can still happen. Uh, does it make, what does it, my question, I guess is in the WSL office, do you think, are they like, okay, yes, we got eyeballs on. Are they like, oh no, 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 this is not good. Well, if Pat was here, he, he would probably be happy to answer it. I don't, I work there but i work remotely so i don't actually i don't know the answer to that but i do know from things i've overheard when i've been there is that the liability is always an issue like that's always something they're like you know how should we be doing this you know like it if someone was to die during the event i mean that could be the end of it you know and i've you guys have talked about this over the last few years this has come up multiple times of the well, would it make it better? I, I don't know. I mean, I I think no one would want to, ins- like, could they afford the insurance if someone passed away? How do you do the next event? Do you carry on? And can they even do it financially? It's really expensive to do these events as it is. I mean, yeah. think about, think about though, like downhill skiing, right? I mean, it's not like people die all the time, but people have died, yeah. you know, racing super G or, or downhill. I mean, there's sport or race Football, car. People have died in, Formula, Formula One. Formula One. Yeah. I mean, there's sports where people, where death is part of the equation true. Uh, of the sport, which, but makes me think, you know, is that even the look? I mean, oddly, this, this whole Alex thing made me really cringe for some reason. And I don't know why I felt the, cr- the cringe. I haven't stopped to really think about it yet. So it's nice that I can be amongst friends on Valentine's Day. Well, what's but, crazy is it was the, it was the help that got hurt, like the rescue, right? If the way I understand it, it was he was going in for a rescue and then hit a backwash. Yeah. Well, Alex was the one that got hurt though. Oh, Alex was the guy on the back of the ski. Oh, you're right. I don't know who was actually driving the ski. Cause that the time. guy that was driving the ski flew in the air like 30 feet. Both of them did. They both so, did. okay. Yeah. So just for listeners who maybe didn't see it, um, somebody was on this, there was a ski driver with a surfer on the sled behind and they were kind of on the inside and on the face of a wave that was breaking and there was like a wedge coming at them. So they were going what would be on the left and there was a wedge, a right coming straight at them and they launched off of it. Like you said, 30 feet in the air, it projected the person on the sled even higher than the ski itself. And then they came down, landed on the, landed ski. On the ski. So hit the hard thing and then got sucked over the falls on the next wave, which was even more treacherous. They were like unconscious, 
presumably at that point, and the next wave broke right on them and sucked them over, and they ended up on the beach. And I don't know who the other guy was, uh, mm. but Alex Patello was unconscious knocked on the out. beach, knocked out. He ended up gaining consciousness in the ambulance ride to the hospital. But so heroin, heavy. so here's, by the way, somebody wrote about it on carvemag.com. I, um, it didn't even show the author's name on the mobile version, but they said that they've stopped watching big wave surf comps live because they don't want to witness somebody die basically. Wow. And this happened last year or this, the writer stopped watching last year with the women's event at jaws where it was just kind of carnage, you know, and they ended up calling off the event cause the waves were too big. Um, but he said, quote, pretty distressing scenes on the beach were sent out live. I was confounded or it was compounded by the lack of information on the WSL live broadcast and the decision to ignore or censor what was going on. So they're streaming it, but they don't have enough information to inform the audience. It. Right. So we're all just watching it with bated breath, wondering if this person is going to live or not. And then back to the article says, quote, having had to deal with some serious injury and resus attempts under pressure, I think the live cam should be shut down as much out of respect for the rescuers as the victim. I'm not into snuff TV, but you have to try to keep people in the loop of the information. Everyone watching was concerned. Of course, people are always going to push the limits individually, but that's their prerogative. The bigger questions is how far are the WSL as a commercial operation willing to go as big wave surfing comps enter a new untested realm, which is right to the limits of human endurance, end quote. It's a good question, but I think Chaz... I didn't think about those other sports where people do die. And I think that the difference might be in the branding of it, maybe, or like the messaging of the entity themselves. So formula one will even play up. This is teetering on the brink of death. This is super scary. Here's people who have died in the past. This could happen at any moment. So everybody's primed. That's almost a disclaimer for the viewer to go, okay, well, that's kind of the thrill that I'm buying into. I can opt out at this point, you know? And yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know. There was something like, there was something profoundly gut, like where it felt like even on, you know, obviously Beach Grid is tabloid clickbait all day, every day. But Derek and I will have weird, uh, not weird, but both of us will, because we've been working together so long, we'll steer away from the same thing. And both of us steered away from this, right? Like Derek posted Albie's, a very brief comment on it. And then mostly just Albie's comment about the incident, but we didn't like, you know, beach grit typical would have just been hammer the story I that's miss, getting. Can you tell us about this thing a little bit more with Albie? Like what, what was I'm, the conversation around that after he said that? Albie just said, well, that's the, so then I saw, I mean, not, nothing. I don't think there was a real conversation. Yeah, there was. Well, there's other people chiming in on his, on comment. his, yeah. on his, I guess I didn't read his, you know, his, his statement was, I was just thinking, I mean, it's, it's, Totally true. Big wave surfers, but I don't know that it's true necessarily. I, mean, I think big it's waves entirely true for all of pro surfers. Yes, your lives are clickbait. That's exactly what you signed up for. I think Albie, I don't know that Albie's even saying it as like, this. our lives shouldn't be clickbait. He's just making a statement that this is what we're trading on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying, yeah, it is. Are you surprised? You didn't know that? Like, but maybe, I mean, maybe he thought the the push to death was one was one step too far, right? It wasn't though. He's wrong. If he, I mean, the reality is this is a news story. This thing happened, and it's very newsworthy. And yes, we're gonna write a headline about it. Yeah. Period. I mean, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I think I, I don't be, know. It really, it really. 
I don't know why it, it affected me as much as it did, but it, I didn't well, it want to, it was traumatic. Yeah, but I didn't want to, I had, I wanted nothing to do with it. Like in yeah. terms of writing the story. Yeah, yeah. Like I was well, just, cause you're saying to yourself, am I watching someone die right now? Exactly. Yeah. Which, and, and maybe that's just it. Maybe, maybe in formula one and in, you know, UFC or whatever, death is part of the equation where death is not part of the equation in surfing. And when it happens, it hasn't been, yeah. I mean, it is at pipeline and stuff. We know that, you know, people do die, but it's not somehow not competition even the, though. Yeah, exactly. And so let me ask you this. Uh, Nazare, I think is different. So even though the waves, let's say are bigger, maybe elsewhere, there's more water moving at Nazare. Remember when people used to call Nazare, me included a burger? People thought, oh, it's just a glorified burger. It kind of still thing. is. But is it? It's like the amount of carnage that that way It is, but it just, you've seen, how many different people have gotten pinned in there with their ski? That's what I'm saying. Ross Clark Jones. Well, that's, that, that wave like, has crawling up the rocks. People. Yeah. Like, that, so my point though is there's so much water moving on that inside and right up against the cliff. That makes it unique. So at Jaws, let's say the waves are bigger at Jaws. There's a channel and it you dissipates. can, you can also go in and rescue people after a wave because it, you know, it's predictable. There's flat water, even though it's white water, there's flat water. Nazare, I feel like is a completely unique bird in that there's just more water moving and it, um, isn't it a giant beach break, which yeah. adds to the shifty nature of it. Versus right. Unlike Piahi is, you know, it's lava rock reef. Yeah. You exactly. know right where it is. Exactly. If do you think that the WSL ever would think about it and then think, okay, this is worth branding as death defying. Yes. And let's let's start branding this of who will drown, kind of with with That'd a be, subtle subtext. That subtext might be a bridge too far, but yes, I think that they should consider you, branding it as death defying. So you think they sure. should they should double down on this incident and say, hey, we got if we're not in the business of getting eyeballs, then what are we in the business of? Right. This got eyeballs. This was, this was national news. Uh, let's that call story. A spade a spade. Let's, let's go out there and double down on this. Let's I've, say these, these athletes are staring into the jaws of, of so death every time they paddle out. The athletes know that and yeah. are opting into that. And so the only person that you need to identify that to is the audience. But there's something, Let, but I'm going to say there's something profoundly stomach turning to me, a, a provocateur, a disgusting tabloid bottom feeding creature, right? That's me. Uh, there's something about branding it that way. Branding surfing is death defying that somehow, and I don't know why, and I, I haven't sat and thought about it, but I, it just doesn't feel right. It feels disgusting. It feels like it feels, uh, cynical in a way that I'm a cynical bastard, right? But inside, I guess I'm just a softy. I don't want surfing to be cynical. I don't want it to be branded yeah. branded as cynical. I don't think the WSL would brand it that way. It just doesn't seem like the culture of the business. You know, I think it's like elite athletes, the highest level surfing at the best waves. And I just don't, I think safety is going to be what they're going to focus on. So they're going to have lots of water safety there. And I'm sure they're going to look at what happened there to see like, were we prepared? You know, did what more do we need to do with that wave, Good. especially? They I mean, should, uh, yeah. but obviously safety is always the priority, but why wouldn't you acknowledge the death-defying aspect of it? And by the way, human beings love that detail. That's why we watch high wire acts or you know, rock climbing is so exciting or whatever. Like that is Oof. something that, that compels all of us. Watching that dang free solo though, like yeah. even though I knew that he didn't die, 
like sweaty palms. Oh my goodness. The entire movie, just watching that thing sweat pouring. But then also knowing that very likely, I mean, if he continues, Alex will die yep. at some point doing yes, that. Right? Totally. Like there's, it's the odds are That's very what's much compelling. Yeah. yeah. But, and so what would be compelling from the WSL st- side of it is interviewing the guys who put themselves like Alex Honnold is the fascinating figure, but his feats are really interesting to watch, but he's the fascinating figure. So who are these guys riding these mountains? That's true. So how would you approach this? Have like a disclaimer, like don't try this at home type of thing. I don't know if you even need that. I would just, you know, identify that this is death defying. Yeah. I think that is enough, you know? Well, Um, what about the format? Did you guys like the format? This was something new. I did. What did, I did. What did you like Are you about familiar with the format, Chaz? Or no, I, I didn't. Give you the rundown? I didn't watch it in uh, so in real time or even a. I mean, I just watched the highlights. Basically, um, four hour express expression session, no elimination, rotating heat format with a priority system that means there'll always be five teams in the water. Each team gets two one hour heats. When the contest finishes, the surfers themselves and a nominating panel go through the footage of the day and pick the best waves oh. in the finalists. Best wave for the men, best wave for the women, and best team. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. So the, to answer your question, Devin, uh, it was boring to watch in real time, as big wave events often are. Because you, because there was no scores so or anything happening. Correct. Yeah. The, yeah. And there's, there's an element of, um, I don't know, uh, drama, obviously just that's innate in riding big waves, but without a competition element, it's less dramatic. You know, you want to know who's against who and who's what the scores are and what they need on the next wave. But the reality is not that many people watch live events and we're mainly going to be watching it in a post-produced package. And this post-produced package was awesome. So in, in the alternative version or the previous version of this type of an event where there was a elimination system, it could be that somebody at the very beginning of the event got the best wave, but they don't advance because they didn't get a backup wave or whatever, and they never end up making the final. But in the re, in the post-produced footage, you go, oh, the best wave, guy didn't even win or whatever. This, I think, allows for the best waves to actually mm-hmm. win the event. And so you watch the final package, and you're like, oh, these were the highlights, and those are the people that won. That So it was successful in that respect. Who were the, who were the uh, announcers who's on the mic? I... I just, Peter Mel was, I didn't recognize the other guy. With okay. the, I forget. Like a did, British accent. But. Did they do, uh, I mean, did you watch enough? To- I read the Beach Grit commentary and people said that they liked. Okay. Uh, the people that were live commenting mm-hmm. on your site said that they liked the commentary from the contest. Oh. Yeah. I forget who it was though. Mm. Um, what, from the WSL's point of view, I don't know if you could speak for the WSL, but was it a successful event? Yeah, it was. Okay. And it was a new format. And I think there was a few challenges you know, it was the first time they'd done it. And then also showing it at night when most of the big markets are, are asleep. I think economically it's challenging, mm-hmm. you know, to try to have a, an event that could actually, you know, not lose money. It's tough. You know, you want an audience. So I, I, I think they wish something like that was where jaws makes more sense. Cause more people can watch jaws at the same time, real time is live viewing the main source of revenue for these events. No, no, it's not. No, I think it's, it's, it's sponsorship. Um, but I think, you know, they moved away from like the, the classic tour, which had sort of the challenges, which we've all talked about and been through. Yeah. And so this was a way to evolve it. And I, I think everyone felt it was successful and it, it makes sense to, to deploy these sort of teams, you know, like, okay, the surf's here. And why do we need to, with the other 
sort of products the WSL has, why do we need to replicate the CT? You know, the CT has its structure. Yeah. Do you really need to put that on everything else? And I think that was the challenge with the, the big wave tour the way it was, you know, that, and it's the same with longboard. I was just going to ask, how does that relate to the 2009 longboard tour commissioner? <laughs> uh, well, so long 2019. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's okay. They just put a one in there. <laughs> the, last year, as you may recall, um, I, I was asked to help the WSL sort of reset and rebrand the longboard tour. Well, it really never was a tour because it was one event a year. Longboard, there's no money in longboard. Uh, there's no QS. So it made sense to, okay, let's just have one event that the surfers don't have to spend a bunch of money traveling everywhere. Great. But then the critique of that was like, are, you know, are you really the world champ with one event? Uh, you know, there was, I think there's always a bit of a question. I think even the people that have won it, it's nothing against them. They just were the best that, that two or three days, but you really want to test someone over a couple events. So last year we had four events and it was um, where we, we started, we were in uh, Nusa, then we went to Spain, New York, and we ended up in Taiwan, where you might have seen we got those really big waves. It was fantastic. Waves. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was firing. I mean, did you see it? Mm -hmm. it, it, it was like it wasn't exactly longboard conditions. We we had like the typhoon of the decade that was just spinning off the coast, and I was freaking out. Like, where are we gonna hold this event? You know, it was double to triple overhead at our site, and the the locals we were blessed that they opened up one of their special waves. We didn't name the wave. Um, sorry to the handful of people out there that ha probably hate me or hate the WSL for us running there. But it what, it turned out to be a beautiful event. And at the end of the year, the, the main takeaway of this whole tour was that we were reward, rewarding traditional longboard surfing. And we talked about this before many times. I know how much Chaz loves high-performance longboarding. High performance. I know you love it. Does anybody? Well, apparently they do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the people that competed for the last 10 to 20 years, they like it. And there's particular markets. Um, <clears throat> Hawaii likes high-performance longboarding because if you've spent time there, you know, you see a lot of the Hawaiians, they're not riding traditional single fins when it's double overhead. You know, they need the side bites and the whole thing. But I think a bigger part of the world and, and under the sort of influence and guidance of people like a Joel Tudor, for example... Um, hey, longboards are great when it's shoulder high and under. And in fact, the sort of the best way to ride them is with a single fin. And oh, by the way, to have it sort of be its own thing and respect tradition and celebrate that, um, let's just not try to ride it like a shortboard. And that that was the challenge, and that's what I was asked to do. Hey, can we restore this to where um we get the judging on point? So that was our focus and the results. We're there, you know, um, the people that won at the end of the year uh, were on single fin longboards. And a lot of the big key moments were on longboards. And one of the big sort of newsworthy pieces was Joel Tudor returning to competition at age 43, you know. And a lot of people still say Joel's one of the best in the world for that type of surfing, if, if you're into it. I know not everyone that listens to your show loves longboard surfing. But I think even if you don't like longboard surfing, if, if you sort of have to look at it, I think you can at least appreciate, okay, that is a traditional form of surfing that that we can respect and like. And I I kind of always say it's very similar to dance. I know that sounds really funny, you know, um, but it's not this high-performance um, 
radical athletic endeavor like shortboarding is you know it's it's like ballroom dancing the foxtrot the waltz all those sorts of things that maybe you guys wouldn't do but if you were somewhere and you saw some people doing you'd be like wow that's pretty cool like i'm glad that that is still being carried on Mm -hmm. what we were dealing with is that longboarding was supposed to be one of those dances but when you went down to watch it they were break dancing or you know doing some sort of crazy modern dance yeah. and it just was like what i don't understand that and as a as a sort of product never got anywhere right so long story short we set out to change that we were successful at it i got a lot of nice notes from everybody saying hey you know thanks like when i tuned in it was like wow i was watching real longboarding and it was beautiful might not be for everybody mm-hmm. but um for the wsl they're okay with that they're okay that just because you like the ct you don't have to like longboard and we're not going to try to say we'll we'll get all the ct fans in there i don't think that's we we don't feel that's going to work we think that if we just stick to and just be honest this is a traditional form of surfing it's not for big waves you know it's it's for the sort of smaller cleaner fun waves and we think it's an it's an approachable type of surfing and there is a market for it and so we're just going to continue to refine that well so wsl hired you to do a job Mm -hmm. the year is over are they happy with the job that you did? Very happy. Are yeah. You, good job. Are you 2020? Are you still commish? I'm still there. Yeah. Wow, I'm they in. kept you I'm on? In. I'm yeah. in. Congratulations. I, they didn't fire me and I didn't quit. And I have a commitment to the surfers because I asked a lot of surfers that basically boycotted the WSL for a decade. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're this is what we're doing. We're going to have a go at it. We really can't do it without these surfers. Right. And so it's a leap of faith. And look, they're not making really any money, and yeah. they're they're in, they're Harrison Roach was quoted as I'm spending money to be a pro surfer. No, <laughs> I mean he's, he was right. You know, yeah. we're not hiding that. So this is a start, and we're going to we we will have some news shortly. We, we're going to have one or probably two more events in North America at very well known waves. So there could be a four or five. A th- event well, tour? I think we'll shift. I think oh, we're going to. Okay. We're, so we're moving away from Spain. Okay. Um, we're 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 looking at um, potentially not returning to Taiwan at this point because it's challenging there. I mean, it's a great place for the juniors. Um, and as a, as a QS event, it's awesome. Jinsun Harbor is a you know great. It's kind of like Haleiwa. It's like a high performance wave. But when you show up and it's double to triple overhead, is that really the best look for a longboard? Is that what people want to see? Right. You know. So. Um, we're going to stick to four about four events this year, and and we're going to stick to the traditional path. Um, we've got everybody coming back. Joel Tudor is going to be there again, and all and all lot. four events. Joel he, Tudor it was Joel. He, Joel he didn't, comp- he didn't compete in all four events this he, last year. Did no, he, he waited. He okay. wanted to see if this was bullshit or not. You know, because a quick recap is the duct tape events that he does purely exist as a, his middle finger to the ASP. That was why he started them. Mm-hmm. It's like hey. Longboarding is this. This is what I feel. The ASP at the time didn't really have anyone to take ownership and say, okay, Joel, yeah, we'll do that. It was the surfers at the time that really kind of controlled things. So when they hired me, they said, this is what we want to do. So I walked in and met with the everybody judging panel and said, this is our goal. And we stuck to it. And I think the proof is in what we achieved last year. We had great waves, great surfing, and I hope people want to tune in. We'll be back uh, February 22nd to 25th at Noosa. And 
and you know if you think it sucks or don't like it or want to see something different dm me because i'm i'm totally open to this thing i don't have all the answers yeah but we're starting somewhere and our whole goal is longboarding is it's fun it's it's a traditional long-standing art form that we've had and we just want to showcase it for what we believe it is are the is there like more of a kind of festival or party vibe on the beach at these events or is it, is it pretty just, I think so. I, I think it feels like surf events did a long time ago. I mean, um, I mean, it's not like everyone's holding hands. There's, there's a competitive air to it, but the longboard surfers take it a lot less seriously. And when, uh, Sophie, uh, was there last year, um, our previous CEO, God bless uh, her and rip, she was at New York and she told me that she was just surprised how cool and hip and interesting the longboard surfers were. Because if, if anyone's paying attention to it, majority of them are they're 18 to 22 year olds, you know, and they dress cool, they're into art. Um, and you know, they're not athletes. They're not working out at the gym. Yeah. They're just young kids that like to go surfing mm-hmm. and it's no secret. They're literally making zero money. <laughs> But we believe in it and we, you know, is this going to become a giant business? I don't know. I what's, mean, what's the prize purse for first place in an event? Um, last year it was five grand. This year we are raising it to eight grand. Uh, so, and how many events do the oh, women have? Is it the same? It's the same. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's, it's equal prize purse right. for men and women. Right. And honestly, the women, a lot of people will say the women are probably the true stars of this because. Why can't, could you theoretically toss them together? into one i think think the men's is actually an open division correct me if i'm wrong um you know i'd have no it is men's and women's right at the moment i i think if if a a woman wanted to compete in men's they can there's no there's no rule that you can't yeah so it but that is always a question that comes up you know with equal prize money and a lot of the women can smoke the guys like they're they are really good yeah. You know, and, and because it's a lot about footwork, finesse, grace, sure. instead of these giant power moves, um, I think an argument could be made that we, we could try you, that. I'm telling you, I'm DMing you right here. Okay. You would be a pioneer, a sporting pioneer, Devin Howard's you name really would be. for joining, for joining these. Cause there's, you're really true. There's no reason they shouldn't be or couldn't be run a heat next year. This would run be, one heat. And like, see how it goes. Yeah, this would be international be news yeah. beyond the surf world. Totally. Everybody would pick this up. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll, I accept that challenge. Fantastic. Um, so despite you being the commission on the longboard tour, your heart is with the mid-length. Is that a fair statement? <laughs> yes. It is, right? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously not going to be a mid-length Sorry, tour. Chaz. But God. mid-lengths are on no. fire to use your own. People have asked, is there going to be a mid-length tour? I'm like, why would we do that? Nah. We do not need that. Definitely you know? not. But it's undeniable. Do you, they are having the... So it's, you don't it's, consider it's going through a renaissance moment. Really but real yeah. quick, you both of you don't consider mid-length surfing a full-on cop-out. Just a, I fucking can't surf anymore. <laughs> I thought it I'm was shitty. I'm fat. I'm weak. I'm lazy. Yeah, I give up. No, mid-length does, is not a stamp of I give up right on your forehead. You're looking me in the eye and you're telling me you're looking me through my sunglasses and telling me it's not people giving up. Entirely not that that it's its own art was talking about art forms here it was five years ago let's say six years ago it's not any longer it is so you're saying right piece of equipment for the certain type of way you are saying both of you are saying what i'm hearing you say (laughs) is that this is a new art form 
It's a standalone art form. We have Which dance would this be? Precisely. We have we have longboarding. That's, say, traditional Swing. ballroom. Oh, oh, really? I was thinking tango. Tango? All it's right. got some spice yeah. in it. Yeah, no, you're Does right. I take back swing because swing has like flips and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking that one back. I'm well, not I'm not really up to date on all the different dance. Oh, you should. That's something you could do with your new girlfriend. <laughs> I have so many damn questions about this mid-length. Okay, so the people I see mid-lengthing um, are copping out at my beach. A. That's probably B, true. B, um, again, like I said last show, I think, that, or maybe two shows ago, my favorite surfer to watch in the world is Devin Howard on mid-length, mid-length where I will cruise Instagram. <laughs> so now I've studied Devin Howard on his mid-length enough. See, I'm, I'm just like such a closeted mid-lengther or something. Maybe that's why I hate it so bad. I'm just like the kid in high school who beat up all the gays. Yeah, and you're confronting your but, own yeah, limitations but, but on but the real quick, part. Maybe I'm just the kid in high school beating up the gays. But you ride your mid-length so far out ahead of the fin box, right? Your back foot is not on your back fin when you're doing those turns. I move, I move my feet. So the back foot moves forward and back. There's a little shuffle. So during the trim and the pumping and whatnot, I'm a little more forward. Okay. And then when I'll, I'll dip the rail in from there because there's a lot of V in that zone. Mm -hmm. And then when I go up, you'll see the back foot will move sometimes a few inches and go right over the side fins. Okay. A little, it's a little another yet another dance but i i agree with chaz your assessment is also true is that um there is a lot more maneuverability from the middle of the board which is crazy not the middle but like yeah it's crazy one third up from the tail that you're he that Devin, that you're you're doing what you're doing a lot of times like yeah like way more forward than i would imagine somebody would have to be in order to get the board to respond the way it appears to be responding yeah but let's define like what's quitting and giving up and whatnot because when you look at like, why do you want to make your life harder or worse? You know, like, I, I, I that just I, seems like, what's that religion where you lay on a bed of nails? What do you call that? Uh, it's one of the Hindus, I think, yeah, do that. It's like that. Uh, what are the, but here, let's go, let's go back to our original analogy here. What makes the best wine? Grapes that go through hardship, right? Suffering. Suffering. Builds character. Precisely. So I'm out there in the water suffering, hating myself loathing the way I look, being embarrassed, being, per- it's funny. I got a real funny, uh, it was in Nicaragua. Everybody knows I was in Nicaragua, right? Mm-hmm. Um, got a DM from somebody uh, after coming back who it was three surfers that I had met in the water. And they said, we, t- we totally thought that was you, but you sucked so bad <laughs> that we, that there's no way we thought it can't be you. But then lo and behold, it was. I was like, yeah. Did I you am. tell him you were coming back from a shoulder injury? I didn't. I, the shoulder injury excuse is long gone. Oh. I, I am not a good surfer. Like I've never once pretended to be a good surfer. I have never once advertised being a good surfer. I surf like I surf, which is not very good, uh, yeah. but I love it, right? And when I get on a wave, like when it all comes together for me on my shortboard, actually on a more of a fishy thing right now, but you know, when I'm, when I'm pumping down the line and I do my little turn, at the end, and I think, yeah, so that it's so the pain and suffering of sucking, of being a bad surfer, I feel is worth that moment. But but while I'm beating the gaze up here in high school, I don't know. I look at you, Devin, on that mid length, and that's the way I want to surf. You uh, would be having a lot more fun if you did. You're, you're honestly, you just have there. 
the beach that you're talking about, I think that you surf at, that you see people using it as a handicap is the wrong beach to ride a mid length at. They're riding really? the wrong. I think so. The, what should they be riding? Well, I mean, they should be not surfing. I'm talking like Cardiff well, from I'll basically give, oh, pipes okay. to. Yeah. I'll give you the quick breakdown on when to ride a, uh, one or not. And you can read about it on surfermag.com. There's an article on there. Um, by, by, by Devin Howard? I was interviewed by okay. one of their staff there, but it has all, all this info there. And, but the quick version of it is years ago, I, I got one from Donald Takayama in 1998, I think it was, or seven. And I'd seen these boards forever. He gave me a seven, six egg that it's a design had been around forever. And actually we have a trivia question related to this. So I'm not going to give away too much. I was going to say that Donald yeah. Takayama is going to be the answer <laughs> to at least one of these questions. I was going to throw it out already. And, and let me interrupt. Real go quick. ahead. Yeah. The egg prior to that though, was kind of for what Chaz is talking about, right? Like it was a handicapping, like a board that helps you. That's the fun board. No, the, the egg. Okay. Okay. The egg I, was made in, in 1968 he, down in, in, I'm not going to give too much info here because it's going to be part of a trivia question. And it was a state of the art board in California in the early seventies. All of the top surfers rode these things everyone you had different versions you had the holes what changed that and honestly hurt surfing was jerry lopez jerry lopez fucking jerry lopez jerry lopez's surfing was so amazing well before you know it everyone's riding these like mini guns here and we know that a seven six to an eight oh radical pintail for pipeline not the best board for c street or cardiff you know in your average day so surfing kind of veered off in the mid seventies and followed that. And the, and the answer to it, to kind of get back to it was the, the twin fin design that came along, you know, the MR and, and Ben Ipa had his version and everyone had one where they kind of went back to, okay, the shorter rail line with the wider tail. And that's kind of what those Aggy designs were tapping into. They were riding six, six to seven L and just shredding on them. I wish I had, and Jeff Devine has images of them and so it was a state-of-the-art board. And to answer your question, where the kook factor came in, it's really quite simple. Uh, in the 80s, during the surf boom, it's like, okay, we're selling clothing hand over fist. O- only so many people could ride these shortboards, you know. There was a, a segment that just literally couldn't stand up on those things. Kooks. And it was like, well, what are we going to do, you know. And um, so guys like Phil Becker, um, you know, they – they who had been around forever, Becker surfboards, which you you would know from, uh, you know, he did a board. I believe the fun board. I don't know exactly where that came from, but Becker was among some of the first shapers to make a board that would address the kook. And they could the longboards had already come back. They were around, but a nine zero nine six is pretty unwieldy for a lot of people. So they're like, well, what if we go seven six? maybe 8.0, but let's just put a lot of rocker in it. And at that time, it was like, okay, we, let's make these things as cheap as possible. You could buy them for like 300 bucks back then. We'll glass it on. It's clear. It kind of looks like a short board. So once they finally get up, they can kind of do something. Wiggle but they it. were really bananaed out. And so when you would see one of those from a distance, you'd be like, oh, no, freaking kook. And and I think that was fair. But let's. Know? But we need to not conflate egg with... Fun board. Fun board. Got yeah. It. So I don't know. People like, let's say a Joel Tudor, right? Pick, pick these things back up and 
was exploring them and just revisiting the, the era that I said had been left in the dust, which was Gordon and Smith was making the, the world's best eggs. Skip Fry was all these people in the early seventies and they went bye-bye. Joel brought those back, started working with Donald. They, you know, did their versions. And I, I got one a few years later from Donald and it just blew my mind. And since that time, I, I basically had a simple rule. And I think this could apply for most people. If it's under shoulder high, I'm riding a longboard or maybe for you guys, you're riding a fish or a performance shortboard. If you're good enough to ride one, mm -hmm. anything that's over that, I, I don't need a longboard. That's silly. Why should I ride a longboard? If it's over shoulder high, head high, there's no need for it. But I'm as a longboarder, I'm used to lower rocker. And I, I like the way that feels the way I move with the, with the board. When I get on a board with a lot of rocker, it really throws me off. I, I don't like, it takes a while to, to, you are used to generating your speed by pumping. I'm used to this sort of glide feel. So when I get on a seven foot mid length, there's there's aspects of that that feel familiar, but it's way more sensitive, mm -hmm. and allows me to do. And it almost feels like a shortboard to to me in my right. background. What well, what would it feel like to me? I mean, what would it theoretically? If I was going to come out of the closet, would it feel boggy and hard to maneuver? I think. It depends how you approach it. It it would if you do like let's say Alex Gray for example got on one, and Alex has a high performance shortboard background, and he but when he wrote it he tried to shortboard it. Mm -hmm. You have to hit the reset button and go okay I'm not on a shortboard, I'm on a mid length, and you have to allow this reset so that you can kind of feel it. And I the first few waves you should literally just go straight because they go straight unreal. The difference between a good mid length and say a long board is that when you want to go step back and turn on it, you're like, Oh wow. It, a good one will turn. I haven't ridden torn Martin's boards. They look awesome. The surfing I'm seeing people do on them. I'd imagine there's a similar, they don't ride exactly the same, but they they turn really easy. So it's, sh it'll be boggy if you bring your own baggage with it. Like, yeah, I'm going to bog it down with my baggage. My, I completely agree with what Devin just said. When you first ride it, let the board kind yeah. of, do its thing. Don't put a lot of input in, just get up and let it figure it. And then once you start to add input, you'll realize it actually responds very similarly to a short board, but you get tons more waves. You got a lot more paddling power and you can get waves that you wouldn't have even surfed on a short board. I got the torn Martin one last year in March and I rode it a lot and in a lot of different types of waves from like one foot to overhead. And that board has a lot of volume and it has a lot of the glide that you're talking about less sensitivity. And then Matt Parker, let me borrow one of his from album. That's mm -hmm. a lot less foam. Um, doesn't have the channels and it's asymmetrical mm -hmm. way more sensitivity and not as much glide and actually kind of shreds like a short board. So they're both mid lengths kind of cut from the same, cloth almost but they're very very different experiences for me like one being glide the other one being i need to pump it to i don't need to but i can pump it and generate speed that way if i try to pump the morning of the earth board it's not having it i look like a kook and it doesn't respond well i the, need to let that thing find trend there's a difference between tail surfing and rail surfing and it's really simple if you're lifting your board to pump it like when brett merrick got on the the first couple magic ones we had, I saw him on his first one. I said, "Hey, Britt, don't don't lift the board because that's what he's, he's used to surfing that way." So you got to let it 
sit in the water and use the V to kind of, mm. it's more of a pump where the whole, it's, it's like you're on a, um, kind of like a ball bearing, mm -hmm. uh, gimbal and you got to get in this rhythm and that, you know, if you see the, the videos you saw, that's what's happening. You're like, Whoa, okay. I'm not actually lifting the board out though. If I lift the board out, I'm breaking trim and now I'm doing a wheelie and it just doesn't work. No. The, uh, what do you call, do you, is the board called a magic? I mean, is that the, is that the name brand or the brand name of this board? The channel islands is, yeah. is just simply called mid M I D. Okay. Part of maybe part of my beef amongst my many beefs is that the name egg is dumb. Like thruster is cool, right? Thruster say I want to be on a thruster Who wants to get on an egg. You need to rebrighten. You need just like you're going to, uh, put men and women for the first time ever in a competition together. Well, you should rebrand mid length is you're getting somewhere there. Cause it's at least it's benign, but it's yeah, it's it, neutral. It doesn't, it doesn't pop fit. Thruster's good. Fish is good. Fish is good. Gun is really good. There's a lot of good names out there. For Longboard is also kind of a neutral. Yeah. Long, but log is pretty nice. Mid like for what it is, for what mid -length it is. It's really a category to me. Mid length is it's short board, mid length, long board. Like you have to put it into a zone and look, I don't want to bore people with this. Maybe some people enjoy this info and some aren't, but within mid length itself, there's a whole other, there's a whole range, you know, and like, there's a very <laughs> traditional type of mid lengths, which, which are way more cruisy. They have soft rails and a lot of belly. And I have a lot of experience on those. And I've, it, I've done all the surfing I want to on those. And I don't knock those. They've been a lot of fun, but I was ready. I was like, okay, I like the high lines. I like the things they do, but I'd really love the board to be more sensitive. And that's what the channel islands board is. And if you check out the rails in the bottom, it, it will look familiar. You're like, wow, there's some shortboard elements to it. But what's not shortboardy about it is the outline and the rocker. The rocker's more moderate. You know, it's a, it's a lower entry. Yeah. And that's sort of the big difference is getting used to like, okay, how do I feel about this lower rocker? And if you can look at it as though you're snowboarding, you know, instead of skateboarding. Speaking my language, um, damn it. I, I think if you, you get in, again, these aren't for small waves. So like I said earlier, if you try to surf it in a small wave, what what will the experience be? Say, I think a, it'll say be, a four foot. I think, okay, this sounds like BS. The The CI mid works well in small waves. Most of the mid lengths do not. And that is because they have panel V and roll bottom. And I think nearly everyone will admit that their favorite size for their boards is in shoulder high to a few feet overhead. And that's because that bottom and that longer rail needs a bigger canvas to open up. In small waves with a long rail, I think you're going to get frustrated because you have all that rail in the water. You'd be better off with a fish or a shortboard with a short rail line, even a, a mini Simmons, any of those sorts of things, or go full longboard. Because then longboard, you're just you're kind of doing the dance on top of the board and, and you get how that works. Um, in general, mid-lengths are, are sort of a shoulder high and over affair. You can ride mid-lengths in small waves. But they get a little sucky, and and I don't know if what's the Torin Martin like in small waves. Uh, I just kind of go straight and bank sections. Okay, you know I never redirect it, mm. so it's like get up and let it find trim, and maybe if like end section whitewash, I could bank off of or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. look, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a board for giving up at all. No, I I think it's 
Um, it's a board for getting more waves I, I, on. It's just like listening to different music, you know, and it's like, if you're that re- like dogmatic about your music that you're only going to listen to rap. Cause I know that's all you listen to Chaz is, is rap. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's like that. It's like, what mood am I in? You know, when you get down and I'm not going to give you the ride everything speech. Cause I think that's played out and silly, but I there, think, I think we get boxed in. We're so like, everyone's like, I, even on this board, I've had people message me. Well, that's not really a, an egg. I'm like, well, it's true. We, I didn't, we didn't call it an egg. It's, it's a mid length. I think it's its own thing. I think we get too hung up on these labels. It's like, is the board freaking fun or not? And I know that sounds cheesy, but I'm about to turn 46. I'm 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 worn out from the like this is the way you do it. It's a single fin only or it's this or that. And it's like, "Well, why?" Yeah. Someone's like, "Well, why do you have side bites on it?" Like and because it works better. Yeah. Like that's my Dave Parmenter. Uh anyone's ever heard of that guy? Uh Neil Purchase Jr. I mean some amazing people ride mid-length boards with this 2 plus 1 setup and yeah. it's insane, you yeah. know. The single fin's great for cruising and traditional feel and kind of going straight and tube riding. But if you want to go out, let's say if you're at Cardiff Reef and it's shoulder high or bigger, come off the bottom, you want to accelerate off the bottom. And then when you go up to turn and you, it's kind of f- a little flat and mushy, that little side bite gives you lift. And you're like, wow, instead of just sort of slowing down or just going with whatever momentum you have, you're actually accelerating which is what i think the twin fin mid-lengths that's why people are frothing out on those things because when you go to turn david you have all that fin out there you're like whoa like you're not in a decent wave i'd be shocked if you were ever slowing down when you went up and turned hard on a wave yeah real quick uh you mentioned jerry lopez setting surfing back could it be argued that jerry lopez and kelly slater have done more damage to surfing than any two human beings on the face of the earth with their, with what, with Kelly Slater and the full rockered potato chips of the nineties and uh, Jerry bringing in the gun when it was inappropriate. (laughs) Well, I I can't wait to see that you're going to put some headline that I say, Jerry Lopez ruined surfing. I know you're going to do that. Devin Howard, Howard, Jerry, (laughs) Jerry knows that I love him. So this won't be part of the whatever quote you do but jerry lopez did not ruin it it's just we got in california we we left sort of a path that was working for us and it took a while to get back there okay i'll read between the lines on that one so yes and then kelly slater also yeah you also hate kelly that's what she said <laughs> oh my god did, yeah. did, how much how much did kelly's uh potato chips do you think set back the average surfer what the average surfer should have been doing when everybody went out and bought those glass slippers there's no way to know i mean that's a i'm i have a biased answer i'm a known longboarder and mid-lengther like i i just think for some people it's really hard and i I don't think the answer is always a mid-length or longboard i i like a lot of these small wide shapes like i think guys like richard kenvin and people like that i think they brought a really good answer for people that want to shortboard yeah you know, I, I, I don't think the mid length is for everybody, but I do think it's like, Hey, if you like that longer rail feel and you like the way that sort of looks, if that speaks to you, there's some really good boards out there that'll do that. And in yeah. a short board, you have, you can't, you can't trim like that. You yeah. have to continuously pump. And if you're not a really good surfer, it's a little challenging to ride those boards. Um, in the interest of time, I know you have a hard out at 11, is yeah. it? Uh, 
You're good with time? I'm good, yeah. Okay, so let's go to break real quick. We'll yep. take commercial break, but we'll come back with our trivia game. Yeah. Love Hurts. Even if you didn't prepare one. I got, I've got one. Okay, I've got one too. And then uh, Barrel or Not. So we'll go to commercial. We'll be right back. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInjobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back. KY Jelly. Is it still called Jelly? Is it Lube? Is it? KY Lube? I'm not sure what their branding is. Was it it ever KY Jelly? I feel it was. I don't know. Oh, don't either. Hmm. Well, but it's a Good solid product. product. <laughs> solid product. Thank you, sponsors, for keeping us in business. Um, so this is the Valentine's Day episode. Despite all of our egg talk and death talk, this is the Valentine's Day episode. Were you gentlemen aware of all of the romance that's been happening in the surf world this week? No. Mick Fanning oh. proposes to his pregnant girlfriend. So there's one engagement with a kid on the way. Good Perfect. to see Mick living it up in retirement. Uh, Michael February got married. Nathan Florence proposes to Mahina Garcia. Owen Wright marries Keita Alexander. So lots of romance going Love on. Love is weekend. truly in the air. It truly is. Uh, and it's, I appreciate that those people did not wait till Valentine's day. Is there anything more cliche than proposing on Valentine's day? No, that is I don't the most think so. cliche yeah. thing in the world. Would you, would you propose on a Valentine's day? Heck no. Really? Maybe it's, maybe it's so like, I don't know, uncool now that it's cool though. Maybe you could totally flip it. No, no, definitely not cool. Okay. Never will be. Okay. Uh, By the way, so we'll do a love hurts. Devin just excused himself. He'll be back, but we can do it. Um, I'm going to ask you, Oh, first of all, love hurts brought to you by manscaped.com. Use promo code surfing. I don't know if you're aware of this, Chaz. Today uh, is the final day of our contract with Manscaped. Really? If if enough listeners support it using the promo code surfing, they'll probably re-up. There's no reason not to get a Manscaped product. I'm just going to go out and say it. On Valentine's Day of all days, you should get one and surprise your wife with with clean or girlfriend with a clean, trimmed exterior. Groomed, Groomed, hygienic clean yeah the the lawnmower 3.0 is the product of the moment it is the updated version of the lawnmower 
skin safe technology, waterproof, all that jazz. It's amazing. So manscaped.com promo code surfing, you'll save 20% and get free shipping. Fantastic. Um, so I've got a question for you before you yeah. lay out love hurts. A bunch of stuff has come up with uh, dating apps recently in the news. Did you know Pete Buttigieg met his husband on Hinge? Jason, I did not know that. He met him He's on Hinge. Hinge. Oh, this is going to be today's story on Beach Grit then. This yes. is a Beach Grit story. I like that I've gone so far now that I can make Pete Buttigieg, a, with having nothing to do with surf, a, a headline on Beach Grit. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Met his husband on Hinge. Amazing, Amazing, right? Chasen, Chasen so, Buttigieg. Is it Chasen or Chasten? I'm not Chasten. Sure. I'm not sure. Chasen um, Buttigieg. And then another detail from dating app world, Sharon Stone got kicked off Bumble because Bumble thought it was somebody using her images. That is amazing. Yeah, they Sharon, thought it was like a catfish using Sharon Stone's images. So you images. could have gone on a date with Sharon Stone. Yes. Theoretically. Yes. Impressive. So Bumble saw her profile was like, kicked her Oh off. my God, somebody's using it. Boom. Kicked her off. And she contacted them. She's like, what the heck? I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to meet find people. a date. Yeah. I'm trying to meet people. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that's Impressive. pretty amazing. Did you see Sharon Stone speaking of on the latest episode of the new Pope? Oh no, but I did start it. Boom. It's epic. Epic. Yeah, right. It really is. Or how many episodes are you in? Or did, you, did you start young or do you go straight to new? I went straight to new. Okay. You should yeah. go young first to really? be honest. Yeah. I just like the director. I don't care about the show. I want to watch Paulo Sorrentino. I know, but he, the the beauty, like you really see okay. him find his vision through young. Okay. Uh, I got a question for both of you guys. Devin's back in the room. If you were dating somebody, let's say you're two months in, but you're into it. You know, you're like, this is a new relationship, but I like this person. And then you find out that she pronounces it Valentine's Day. Ooh. What do you do? Val- I'd, I, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I never correct. I love... I'm a big sucker for cute malapropisms just because I probably just malappropriated the word malapropism. Is it malapropism? Malapropism. Malapropism. Malaprops. Yeah. Malaprops. You're alone on this one. Yeah. Anyway, I, I love them. You, I love when people say things wrong. I think you let it go for a while. And then when you know it's really, really love, then you can... You can correct them down the line. Once she's locked in, then you start correcting. Yeah, her. because then it look it seems like you're a psycho over analyzing everything. Yeah. You know? Does your girlfriend call it Valentine's Day? She does not. And I would definitely leave if she did. Really? I have zero grace for this. Swipe left or right or whichever plow, the bad direction is. Plow plow. Left. So it's not that I'm that way with all words. Like I'm not gonna correct her on everything, but that one to me grates for what some about, reason. What about Chimley? What's that? People say chimney, chimbley a lot. They do. Yeah. That's one of, that's one of the I've never, yeah. I mean, I would laugh at that. That's funny to me. <laughs> but Valentine's for some reason, it's like uh, associated with just low IQ in my mind. I'm mm-hmm. just like, what? How mm-hmm. dumb could you possibly be? Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm out. Library, Divorced. there's a whole list. Library's bad too. Library. <laughs> yeah. All right, so do you have a proper love hurts? Should do. we do it real quick? I do, I do. All right, hit me. Okay, so David Lee, as the listeners know, is in love. Now, I mean, is it love? Yeah. Yeah, it was just in Hawaii, so it better be. After coming back from the Isle of Love mm. and plate lunch, uh, Hawaii. Anyway, in love, right? Yes. Seriously in love? Yes. She's in love with you? Yes. You guys love each other? <laughs> yes. Okay. She says, David Lee, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. I know you're not into it. I got two tickets to a Taylor Swift concert, and... Let's go. 
So you say, okay, the great seats, right? Front row. You're at Taylor Swift with your girlfriend holding hands, you know, maybe a little kiss on the cheek every once in a while. Taylor comes on, you know, it's exciting, I guess. You're kind of into it. Uh, Taylor, you see, locks eyes with you and then motions at somebody off stage. Before you know it, there's a security guard and, um, excuse me, uh, would you, you know, like to come back with us and meet, meet Taylor Swift? And you, you know, say, okay, your girlfriend is excited too. You know, she gets to go meet Taylor Swift. They say, oh no, no, I'm sorry, not you. Uh, so you're taken back Taylor Swift backstage shows done. She says, looks you in the eye and says, you know, I just felt something when I saw you and I just know we're supposed to be together forever. Uh, whatever you want. I mean, you know, she doesn't have to say she's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Like she is now, your world has just blown open. Do you go back out to your girlfriend and say, not sorry, Taylor. Or do you say, I'm on this ride now, Taylor Swift, off we go. Boom. So I love that your scenarios that you give me are based and grounded in reality because that makes it so much more difficult for me to make the decision. Um, it's funny in Hawaii, we watched that new Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah. I kind of fell in love with Taylor a little bit. That's what I'm saying. I never saw, I never heard a Taylor Swift song before. I didn't know anything about her and I fell in love with her. That's what I'm saying. So you're, so you're telling me that again, this is a real scenario. Yes. You do very real. So you do, you do not go out to your girlfriend and say so long. So my strategy here is to try to pull, uh, the girlfriend in on the deal. Go back to the girlfriend or T Swift. Hold on a second. I'll be back with my own proposal for you. Go chat with the girlfriend. Be like, look, this could be a new life for us. Uh, it is going to be very glamorous. We'll have access to everything that you'd ever dreamed of. And we still get to spend time together. So, so you would go, your proposal to Taylor Swift would be a mitza, a mitza, mitza. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Today's three way has been so successful boys <laughs> that I am open <laughs> to the idea. Henceforth. Okay. What if Taylor Swift took your three way and said, I can't, I am a one man girl, David Lee. It's, okay. It's me or her. Yeah, I know you get it. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick the girlfriend. Really? Here's the deal. If you had said Natalie Portman, if you had said Penelope Cruz, I might have been ta- taunted. Yeah. Taylor Swift, not at the top of my list. But the lifestyle, David Lee. I'm okay. My lifestyle is nice. You're, you're okay. You don't need to fly around on private jumbo jets. and. I would like to. I don't know. I don't think it make that my life I that much. I think you're just better. choosing real love. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. Yeah, thanks. It's good. Good. Taylor Swift is capable of real love too, Devin. Yeah, Devin. Don't undersell T. You should listen to her album Lover. I know. It's on loop at my house, to yeah. be honest. Not and yeah, everybody but you can't make a decision off off of a moment of lust. Actually, you, that's, that's maybe not, not a lust. moment of lust. It's a moment of love at first sight. Exactly. Today's I Valentine's Day. Was dating happily dating a girl in Australia. Happily dating a girl in Australia. It's no problem. Not even a ripple in our ocean. Everything was great. Uh I'd been dating her for like six months. Seven months, eight months even. I think it was eight months. And came back to America to work on Who is J.O.B. Went to Julian Wilson's Scratching the Surface. Remember that movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. Was it Scratching the Surface or scr- Scratching the Liquid? Scratching like liquid the on the surface? Something. Scratching something. I think it was the surface. It's a horrible film, an abysmal film. I like Matt Bashane as a person. That film was awful. Anyway, I digress. I was with Joe G. Joe G., uh, and I were standing outside talking. Joji 
is not like a, I mean, he's a fantastic man, but he's not like an overly gregarious, you know, let's go chat in the, with a big group of people. He's not overly social. I'll say Joji and I are standing there. Joji, his eyes went a little bit wide and he looked over and he said, hold on. You have to meet this woman. You and her are going to do amazing things together. He went and he grabbed my wife. He brought her over. She was like stood there for a minute kind of awkwardly because Joe had just grabbed her from talking to other people. And she was like, oh, hi. And he said, you, you have to meet Chaz. And so we talked for a minute, Cersei, my wife's name. And then so she was like, okay, uh, cool. And she went back to what she was doing. And Joe was like, that's not the way that was supposed to go. <laughs> went and grabbed her again, brought her over. And then the, the Mick Fanning thing had just kind of hit the news or had been in the news when she was in Australia like a few months ago. And she was like, oh, that's you. We talked that night. I called my girlfriend in Australia the next morning and said, I'm not, I'm literally not coming back. And I mean, it was a disgusting, despicable thing to do. It broke her heart. Uh, but well, when you know, you know, that was it. And wife and I were married three weeks later. Wow. Now, fast track. And how long ago was that? 10 years. And a kid. And a kid. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. There you go. So all to say that you could, David Lee could yeah. theoretically fall yes. in love with Taylor Swift. So you did beat the statistics. I beat, Good I job. beat the statistics so far. <laughs> I mean, yeah, still so far <laughs> he can still, he can still botch this for himself. I definitely. bought her, bought her a massage, bought her a massage this morning. I said, oh, I'll transfer you the money. Go get yourself a massage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, okay. Here's, this will cover all your bases. A handwritten card. Uh, got to give her a handwritten card. Yeah. I got to, I need to sit down today and write. I just yeah. didn't have time yeah. this morning. Yeah. That's a good touch. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, a barrel. That always barrel. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, Devin, trivia. are we doing trivia? Yeah, you want to do that or barrel yes. or no? What no, we'll, we'll end on barrel. Okay, now. here we go. This is, by the way, for all the marbles, dude, I actually <clears throat> want this surfboard. Man, me too. And I feel so little confidence. Okay. Who wants to go first or do you have a coin? I Flip that that uh, coaster maybe. Does that have a heads and a tails on it? Uh, we got Endless yeah. Summer on one side and we have so the head Naked on the other side. What are you so, going for? Uh, the Endless Summer is the heads, I would presume. Okay. I'm going to claim tails. Okay. Ooh, that was a pretty decent Boom, tails. Boom, tails. Okay. okay, so we're going first with Mr. Scales. Um, so again, I'm going to read these off. We're going to go one then the other. We're going to keep score. And um, we know how points work, Devin. Read them. Okay, let's do this. The first surf film credited as showing some of the very first shortboarding in a movie Sir film. Okay. okay. Here's your hints. Okay. Um, and by the way, if it helps a little, I'll even give you an extra hint. Um, these boards were V bottoms. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Was the film. What was it? Was the film evolution hot generation or free and easy? I'm going to go evolution first. That was my first instinct. I'm sorry to tell you it is hot generation. Dang it. I was going to say that was a teaser right there. Evolution seemed same filmmaker. Yeah. Is it Witzig? Witzig. I so knew Witzig's trilogy was Hot Generation, Evolution, then Sea of Joy. Right at the very end of Hot Generation, it was mostly a longboard movie, is Nat Young and McTavish riding these eight-foot V-bottoms -bo at um, Honolulu Bay. Uh, and it okay. tripped everyone out. Okay. It was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Fantastic. I So in my, head, right in my head, it was Witzig, Wayne Lynch. Mm -hmm. 
that's what my initial, before you gave the, um, multiple choices, that's what my instinct was. And then I heard evolution and thought Witzig that was, so that was my thought process. It could zero be, to zero it could still. be argued. Yep. Um, but that is the answer. Okay. Okay. Bummer. Good so, luck, Chaz. But you got, got plenty of more opportunities. I got this okay? one. So, and if you win, you get your choice of the fish beard or the CI mid. So for you, Chaz, what surfer coined the term blessed church of the open sky to describe his religious beliefs that are shaped by his life outdoors, primarily in the surf? Was it David Rostovich? Was it Tom Blake? Or Nat Young? Uh, Nat Young, not the Santa Cruz Nat Young. Could I could I say the Santa Cruz Nat Young? <laughs> could I the could poet I from Santa Cruz? <laughs> and this is uh, all fact checked by uh, Encyclopedia of Surfing. Matthew Warshaw himself. Um, somehow my subscription had lapsed. I went to go look this stuff up, and I was like, "What the hell?" I had signed up for it, so I re-signed up again last night. It was thirty bucks for the year, as everyone should. Oh, good deal. Yeah, that's no. three bucks you a pay month. The full it's three year. bucks a month. So I was paying three bucks a month, too. so I'm actually glad that it fell out because I didn't know you could save six bucks. Wow. Well, but you know what? It always happened. It always logs me out. Every time I go back to check it, it mm. doesn't save my login information. Yeah. That's a problem. So do you need your choices again? I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, no, no. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Nat Young. I know the answer to this. Damn you it. You are incorrect. Is it Blake? It's Blake. It is Tom Blake. <sighs> Nat Young made a book, Church of the Open Sky, that is currently touring That's, right now. And that's what I was And thinking. Nathan Oldfield made a film about Dave Rostovich and called it Church of the Open Sky. So those were real tricky. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that red was, herrings out yeah. here. We're at zero, zero. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you both have an equal chance of winning. I'm still. I feel pretty good. Okay, here we go. Good. Let's keep moving this along. Okay. All right. All right. The Hollywood film quote, go get it, Roger, is from Big Wednesday. North Shore or Point Break? God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to say Big Wednesday. You're close. It was North Shore. <laughs> mm, yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh, man. I did not it's know that was scene North Shore. for you North Shore fans when, when Chandler and Rick are down in front of his house at the tide pool and he's drawing stuff in the sand. Yeah. And there's a total non sequitur. Out of nowhere, the yeah. daughter, and it's really loud, says go get it roger and then she throws the ball and then chandler's like yeah <laughs> you're like I, what the hell you have revealed this to me in a past conversation i, I should have remembered your penchant for north shore you know yeah. every single line pretty much Dang that it. is totally awesome a side, uh, side north shore note ran into john philbin who plays turtle the yeah. other day he's 60 now Oh my God. He, he lives out there, doesn't he? He lives in Malibu. Oh, he lost his home right. in the fires. That was it. Yes. Burned into the ground. Um, anyways, it was at a surf shop and saw him and nobody recognized him. And he was just buying some stuff. And I went up and whispered, I'm like, that's turtle. And they're like, what? Oh my God, that's turtle. You know, I'm like, hook him up, give him a discount. Come on. Oh, so you got, you got, he's uh, still, look, he's still looking good. He's still, that's totally yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. look 60. No. Um, no. By the way, we don't deserve this surfboard. Apparently not. <laughs> this is I'm gonna. Bad. I'm gonna. I get the one that's Don no, Takayama. I've committed to it. If just okay. one answer is right, there's a. I here, got. Here we go. Okay. I've got Don Takayama on this one. Okay. Ready. Here we go. You are gonna get this one. Yes. So excited. The WSL's first men's world junior champion was it McFanning, 
Joel Parkinson or Andy Irons? The WSL. Well, the juniors. I, the first, so they have, I, it was called ASP. So yep. ASP started okay, that's doing what I was, the juniors. I thought, I thought that's where the trick was going to be. So ASP we're talking about. Yeah, and this goes back a while sure. when they started it. So the so was the was first? in The first recorded when they started doing juniors titles. Yep. And they've continued since then. People like even Gabriel Medina's won it and Adriano. But this is... Michael Eugene. Is, so I'm afraid to tell you it's Andy Irons. Son of a I bitch. Thought would you, would you know this that? one? Hell no. I thought you made an error by saying you should know this one Chaz because of his Nick connection. So I thought that you were like prompting I just thought him. surf journalists. You love Andy irons. Like, yeah, not All that right. much. All right. Not that much. Wow. Surf zero, zero. Is, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm doing a bad job. No, You're not doing a great job. This we should be getting these. <laughs> these are totally getting, you know, some listeners are <laughs> like <laughs> nailed them already. And oh, they're like, one know of them. it. Every one yeah, of them for sure. <laughs> okay. Here, let's keep going. All right. What shaper is credited with inventing the split swallowtail design? You got Donald Takayama, damn it. No, no. Hang on. <laughs> split swallowtail. Remember, there's three choices here, so you got a okay. good chance. Okay. What shaper is credited with inventing the split swallowtail design called the sting? Or I got my answer. by some some people called it stinger, but it really was called the sting. Yeah. Was it Ben Ipa, Tom Parrish? Or Rusty Priesendorfer. Uh, so it turns out I interviewed Akila Ipa last week, and that was in my show prep. Was like, hey, didn't your dad invent the swallow? And obviously, I'm aware of the Sting edition, but yes, it is Ben Ipa. You are correct. Boom. Yes, thank you. Wow. Boom. Out of the park. Right. Right we got by one the way, point on the board. With, by the way, Akila, great interview. I'm going to send you some notes, Chaz. Uh, kind of calls out Joel Tudor a little bit. Fantastic. Because Akila, uh, I'll tell you later. Exciting. But yeah. yeah, it's a good headline. Great. And yeah. and I had interviewed Ben. When I was editor at Longboard Magazine a long time ago, and Ben is amazing, he's a legend, and he told me about that design. Larry Bertelman wrote it, and it, he called it the Sting because all the guys riding it, like uh, buttons and all these different services, like because they'd sting the wave, you know, wham, wham, wham. It just oh. it was such a cool way See, that he described how, it. How great is that image of Ben riding, doing like a full rail turn, and it's a water shot looking at him? You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. And he's like 230 yeah. pounds, just like oh. Warren Bolster shot. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. That's Ben's amazing. Yeah. Right. But talk about another good name for a surfboard, though the Sting. The sting. Yeah. Sting. I mean, yeah. Stinking um, everywhere. Okay. That's one disaster. So for one point on the board. One. I got okay. Donald Takayama. All right. How many world titles does Al Merrick and the Channel Islands team have under its belt? Uh, is it? I'm gonna, Remember, I'm going to give you three choices. Yeah. Is it 14 world titles? Is it 17 or is it 20? 20. You're correct. Bang. I, back bang. In right there. All right. See? We're getting somewhere. Oh, yeah. All right. One to one. I was even doing the math in my head. I mean, just between, <laughs> just between Steph and... Um, uh, by far Steph. the most almost double uh, i mean i'm sorry it's we got lisa tom tom kelly has 11 kelly. yeah he has 11 on channel islands zero on the other ones yep um yep. <laughs> boom <laughs> zane <Zing. and, laughs> okay. okay back Next in the question. game here okay who is credited dang it i wanted Chaz to get this question donald takayama who is credited with inventing the egg design is it, is it uh, Phil Becker? Becker's, that's his first name, right? Becker Surfboards? Yeah, or Phil. Phil. Yeah. Skip Fry or Hobie Alter? Ooh. 
do you want to take this one, Chaz? I'm, I'm, I'm willing yours. to give it up I'm to you. It's you yours. Um, <laughs> oh, we, gotta, we can do a pause. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, who, so who is credited I'm with inventing argue, the egg design? This is uh, my high school the test fun, taking skills coming one. out just by deduction. You wouldn't have said Phil's name earlier if it was the answer to one of your questions. You did. You also wouldn't have said Skip, so I have a feeling it's the third. It's going to be Hobie Alter because you intentionally avoided that in our earlier conversation. Final answer, Hobie Alter. Sorry, it's Skip Fry. Is it? Damn, Damn it. it. <sighs> so high school. Skip, high school uh, Skip Fry cut down his longboard in uh, Puerto Rico, and he just kind of rounded it off, and it looked like an egg. And he had a model with GNS that year called the fried egg. Oh, see, I like that. I like the fried now, egg. Now it all makes sense. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. The fried That's egg is a name I can get behind. Yep. Yeah. And Steve Siebold helped him shape it. Um, all right. You my can chance going to right here. All right. Um, here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Surprised we didn't know that. Name. Okay, Chaz. Name a film uh, that George Greeno made. Let's see. Name a film that George Greeno made. Okay. Morning of the Smurf. Okay, so this one, this one, um, this question and the next one don't have multiple choice because I had to couldn't do it every single time. Gotcha. Um, name a film that George Greeno made. I know it's. I'm going to use my high school deduction here. It's not Morning of the Earth because that's Albie Falzon. Look at that. Do you like that? I know that. George Greeno made, we just watched one of them and um, I'm not even going to linger here. I have no idea. I mean, do you, do you got a George Greeno? <laughs> okay. The innermost limits of oh, pure yes. fun. That's it. That's it. And he also made one echoes where they used music from Pink Floyd. Echoes was the, uh, we saw a part of There's echoes a lot of dolphins in, in Florida Sur film festival. Somebody that's referenced right. it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What's the score? I knew he was a filmmaker. One to one. One, one. one. We need it. So time. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, who is the youngest women's world champion? I've already who, got an answer. Who was the youngest women's world champion? Already got an answer. And I want to just say that um, it could be from any, yeah. Yeah. Any, any, any discipline. Span, any span of, t um, Rachel Tilly. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say any discipline. Um, but who is the youngest women's world champion? Rachel Tilly. Mar Margot Godfrey. Oh. What age? She 13. was in the ninth grade. Really? In Puerto Rico, 1968. And Holy she cow. Okay. Um, I'm doing... Okay. We're, are we still tied? We're still yeah, tied one more. Right, okay, let's keep going on. I got. I do have a few more. I, I know. Love that I know you people prepared are getting so many, knowing <laughs> that we were going to be so bad at this. Um, just for fun, if you got that right, just for fun, I had a bonus. Uh, I had a bonus uh, question um, for you. I had a bonus question for you if you had gotten Greeno right. Yeah. What is the model or name of Greeno's uh, famous surfboard fin? He has a fin that you see on every hipster longboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has a name. I'll just tell you the Nost. No, it's the four A. So all the all the fin nerds out there would be yep. stoked on that. It's yeah. it's a, it's probably the most perfect fin ever made for a single fin. The four A. I know people will argue that, but more people love that fin. And True Ames makes them. I have your bonus question: If you got yours right, um, 
actually had already told you. I was going to say how many how many um, world titles had she, did I ask that? How many world titles total did Margot Godfrey get? She changed her name to Oberg. Right. I'm going to say four. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That doesn't Good count one. for anything, but it was yeah, the yeah. bonus on nice, those. Nice try. Okay. Who? You're going to be so bummed. I'm asking you this. Who? <laughs> who is the current women's world longboard champion? From 2019, we just concluded it. Margot uh, in in Taiwan. Margot Godfrey. In December. Yeah, I've got a guess. Who? Honolulu Bloomfield. Correct. Whoa! Did you just Google it? No, I swear I did not. And Honolulu is a good name. Yeah. What is her father's name? That was the bonus. Her name is Honolulu. I don't know her father's yeah, name. Honolulu Bloomfield. Chloe Bloom. Chloe Bloomfield. He was part of that. Um, Chris Malloy and that whole generation. All right. These are the tiebreakers. We Damn. have two left. Um, I guess if we're at a total tie, I'll just keep the board myself. Oof. Uh, <laughs> oof. We better, we better. I mean, we don't deserve them to be honest. Let's so Margot, okay. I just Googled it was 15. Yeah. And she won. Yeah. God, I thought Rachel Tilly for some reason when Rachel Tilly Rachel won. Rachel was 17. She was 17. Dang yeah. it. Okay. But <clears throat> yeah, this kind of came up because they were touting Caroline Marks as potentially the youngest world champion. And she's 17. Now she? you could argue if we, if you wanted to really get pedantic, you could say, well, when she won in 68, it technically, you know, it wasn't part of the IPS. It didn't exist yet. And I, there's a lot of argument of like, where did the world title start? Yeah. I feel they start in 64 with um, Midget Farley. And there was the world contest because there was nothing else then. I agree. I I'm okay to go back like to that. that. Yeah. You know, so she, she earned it. So she won it and she, she won in to win three more. It's pretty awesome. Even okay. if it cost me a surfboard, I'll acknowledge that. Okay. Um, Tiebreakers. Uh, Is your turn? I think it's my turn, but yeah. I think we should just be able to answer if we know it. Just pop off. Okay. Kind of, right? Yeah. Raised hand. We do can do that. What yeah. Do you think? I'll just You're throw it out there yeah. and the first person to answer it. Do we okay. raise a hand or do we shout it out? Let's just shout, shout it out. out. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Who was nicknamed Rubberman? Bertelman. Donald Takayama. Correct. David. Bang. Let's do one. Man? We'll do yeah. one more tiebreaker just Damn to make man. sure. I can't believe if you're just going to say the, Takayama no matter what. <laughs> at this point, David's winning at two to one. This is the final. If I got, if the Bloomfield thing, that's Because like I feel like point. we're in overtime. So yeah, we are, we are. Okay. So we'll go to this final one. Okay. First one to shout this out. What surfer is known for his quote, surf is where you find it? Tom Curran. No. Um, surf Tom is Murray. where you find it. Tom Mori. Tom mm -hmm. Carroll. No, we have we did say his name earlier. Ooh, skip his that. name was mentioned. Not not skip. Greeno. Uh, the guy that did not ruin surfing, but you're gonna try to say that he did. Fucking Jerry Lopez. There you go. Boom. You're back in. <laughs> you have two so, surfboards to give away. What do we do now? What's I, the right I, thing I, to do? The right thing is to get Chaz on a mid length. I think. I think the world wants to see this. I think it is. Yeah. Or at least hear about it. Okay. And that's yeah. very generous. I mean, yeah. it is very, but I, mean, I got plenty won. of surfboards, but I'll, but I can, well, I got the half point from Honolulu Bloomfield would have pushed me ahead, <laughs> but yeah, you get, you need to long. I think this would be interesting because it, look, if you hate it, you're just going to tell everyone you freaking hated it and that's fine. It's, it's totally risky. It's a risky market. It is though. risky, but I, I don't think you're going to hate it. It's, it's appropriate for me to come out of the closet on Valentine's day too. It is. <laughs> I, I agree. Mean, <laughs> I agree. Like, but we can share this board, David Lee. Okay. Perfect. I'll, okay. Done. I'll 
take it for a lap right. and well, then you know you see tourists in waikiki where they're carrying longboards Together. one girl in the front yeah. one girl oh in the back that with this holding it under it's like, their it's like a beach boys uh album yeah. we're gonna make this happen so real quick so you're telling me wait for a better day don't paddle out in what is it today just there's no least, surf today at least let it be chest high at least so chest high. below chest high ride your fish or okay your, whatever your skatey board is okay and like a point break kind of like not a well, dumping I mean, beach. It's got good waves there. But not, Cardiff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's all. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Cardiff's everywhere. Perfect. All the reefs, it'll get so. you into the mix at Cardiff and Swamis. Yeah. you'll feel like those would be happening. perfect destinations. Really, I could. You won't I, be you'd, pissed. You won't be like, God damn it, I hate Swamis. Yeah, I won't say that. I can. Pa- I'm funny. Now that I'm totally out of the closet and flamboyant, just sashaying down the street. Uh, I've had my eye on Swamis for the last like four years. I always saying fuck Swamis, but. Again, like watching you surf, saying, I wish I could. But these things aren't the paddle machines people think they are. I know, but I I had people DM me and go, oh, great. You're going to get more kooks in the water or you're going to this or that. I'm like, are you kidding me? But but it gives you, it doesn't give you just that extra, but there's no way I can compete for waves at Swami's on what I ride. Absolutely no way. I'm not getting anything. There's better boards for, if you weren't, if you're there to catch waves, just get a wave storm. Right. Wave storms paddle better than these mid links. I hate to say it. I hate wave storms. But I've tried one one time in my life, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how well these things paddle." But a longboard is more devastating than the mid lengths. Like, I can't sit where the longboarders do. I still have to sit in. Right. It's fair to say I'm a hair. Pa- I could out paddle a, a full on chippy shortboard. That is true. There's no denying that. But you're more shoulder to shoulder with those guys, and you're sitting on it, and the board's like sunk underwater. Like, I feel like it's a closer, can you I'd rather see more people ride a mid-length than go to a wave storm or a longboard. Can you day, duck dive your, your midi? Yes. Like it's a duck diveable. Yeah. But we'll on. talk about it because with your shoulder and everything, I think there's some techniques you're going to need to do to My shoulder's back, oh, man. Think, shovel it under. Okay, guys, Let's keep we got to wrap the show. Sorry uh, for how long the show not, is. Barrel yeah. or not. No, people love it, man. Uh, barrel or not. So we have a predominantly male audience. And we want to offer some guidance for Valentine's Day. Yep. So I'm going to have you guys weigh in. They're going to listen today and then use this advice tonight. Perfect. Wow. Okay. okay. Barrel or not, gifting Russell Stouffer's chocolate. So for people around the world, this means Russell Stouffer's is the B-list chocolate. This means you didn't step up to C's. It also means you stopped at CVS on the way home. It's such a gnaw for me. So yeah. it, the point here is that it's Russell Stouffer's brand. Yeah. That you're giving to your lover. Yeah, no. no it, it not? And I'm going to go, But nah. it's a gift. It's I, a gift. You're gifting chocolate. Yeah, but it's like no gift is better than a thoughtless gift, I think. I think. Mm. That's a thoughtless me. B-list gift. Yeah. At least if you go seize candy, you had to go to a mall. That sucks. And you had to wait in line. Yeah, yeah. that is awful. That, a, that's a sacrifice. There's a standalone seize. A standalone oh, yeah. seize in Encinitas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird? That's a rarity. Yeah. Uh, it's, by the way, seize is amazing. I don't yeah. know if you guys have had it recently. It's, yeah. It's so good. it's the jam it's funny i think you get burned on seas from grandma's early on yep. and then rediscover it as an adult <laughs> exactly. as an adult male that later. happened yeah. to me five years ago yeah. yeah i was like this was ubiquitous ubiquitous in my youth yep. i did not yes. care about seas yep. and as an adult i put one in my mouth and i was like oh my Amazing. god this you, is the you best thought chocolate. you thought seas was a russell stover's but now you really understand that it's not the big, now i know the difference the actual seas chocolate factory is in uh la is like it it's, yeah it's just wow. well, yeah. so now here's the real power california selecting the individual chocolates not that's, just going in and buying the box yeah, of nuts and chews that's next level then you you know what your lover likes no. and you want to gift her the exact ones so not on the russell stouffer big barrel on seas who will be next shows 
Sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> so any b- surfer dude listening right now who's trying to figure out what to give his girlfriend for Valentine's Day tonight, do not stop off and get Russell Stouffer's. No. You will I would even go it. next level and go some type of jewelry. I, I, oh. I, I go jewelry over chocolate. Yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't have to be amazing. Point. It is, but even a simple bracelet, even if you spent like 25 or 30 bucks, there's more thought. Okay. Follow Devin. I mean, look at this guy. (laughs) Definitely follow this guy. (laughs) Definitely. Take his egg advice and his jewelry buying advice. Okay. Uh, Barrel or nah, men's body spray. Nah, for me. Like Axe you talking about? That kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say nah. But I think one of you guys is wearing cologne because I smelled it when I got in here. Only me. I don't, but I don't wear deodorant. Okay. I I only wear deodorant. I just wear cologne. I'm French. Yeah. I'm Uh, saying nah on the spray though. Nah on the spray. Axe spray. Yeah. Not needed. Okay. I mean, what if it's um, if it's a spray deodorant, is that okay? If you're spraying it under the pits, is this okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're wrecking the environment. Mm. Remember, well, remember, right? Guard? There's a natural one though. Mm-hmm. A natural. Oh yeah. There's a natural spray. But sprays are sprays, unless you're lightly dusting yourself with cologne, are essentially feminine. You're right. The way to minimize body odor under the pits is shave them. Oh really? Yeah. Manscape that, did yeah. not know. Manscape. Yeah. yeah Do you shave it, your pits? It, 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 I trim them. I do not shave it though. Hmm. And I knew you'd I'm a stinky groomed. bastard. I'm really hairy. Unfortunately got made fun of growing up, you know, still dealing with it. But, uh, someone told me one time, you know, cause I was not into the whole aluminum thing. And like, you know, if you just sh- like shave him, you need very little. The, wow. the odor is actually in the hair. In Interesting. The that yes. makes a lot of sense. Yep. Makes okay. Sense. Well, um, Devin, manscaped.com. Use promo code surfing <laughs> for all of your needs. Uh, by the way, on our Uber ride from the airport the other day, the dude was like leather jacket, like every move that he made squeaked, the leather squeaked, and yes. his car stunk. And in his center console, he had Axe body spray. Yes. And the scent, the name of the scent was Anarchy for Her. Oh. So it's a men's, it's a men's so product good. named Anarchy for Her. Yes. I love it. And we got out of the car and we were laughing so hard. Great. Anarchy for Her is, is a great name. That's what I'm going to start calling mid-length boards. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new name. I'm, right. I'm on my Anarchy for Her. All right. So all the dudes right now, Valentine's Day tonight, do not spray your body with body spray. Is it no. Just cologne. Or not? Okay. Just blue Final water. barrel or not. Using song... Uh, using song lyrics as your caption on your Valentine's Day Instagram post. Sona. No. What if it's her favorite song? Doesn't matter. Won't be tomorrow. (laughs) Unless it's some like a super obscure joke that she doesn't know. Steal lyrics all you want that she doesn't know. Oh, interesting. What if she's meaningless as any of the quotes that anybody puts on their Instagram thing? Because if it doesn't come from you, it's just not personal. I mean, and especially if you're professing love, that's just pretty weak. Okay. Somebody who feels a song that deeply too, like those people are always wackos. The people it, that close their eyes and sing, it, you know what I'm as, talking about? Yeah, I do. and it's as thoughtless as giving someone a Valentine's card and just signing your name. Mm. So bad. Please so that, don't do that. That falls in the Russell Stouffer's conversation too. It's kind of like you're better off not giving it. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, if yeah, you I mean, just sign At the least card. a sentence, something. Yeah. Yeah. Just try. Yeah. Just I know it'll cramp your hand up because we don't write anymore. Everything's like typed. So That's my so power move is to run out of room. Ooh. I'm not, I got nothing you more to say. I'll just back. start adding words just so that I run out of room because it professes wow. my love. You know, do you I ever buy start, a second card? Well, so 
you're the in the car the sort of words are in the middle so that means you're on the bottom third of the card do you ever just like start at the top and write down the whole thing or start on the, the top left wow you the start top page. left and just keep going yeah i've done before where i've started below the words i don't give uh cards very much but started below and then realized oh i'm i'm God. where to go so then have to have the arrow back up to the top left so also kinda, a good move kind of like a quentin tarantino film oh. right where yep. you can accidentally start here and then you know oh man look at i read chapter eight before i read chapter yeah. two i love it yeah. confuse them into love yep like yeah the content doesn't matter you're just confusing yeah. into love exactly and good strategy for her. Anarchy for her. So we're going naw on uh, song lyrics. Wow, we went three naws today. That's unusual. Yep. Oh, well, it happens sometimes. Valentine's. All right, gentlemen. It's kind of um, like the trivia game. You just don't get a lot just of answers. Right. There's a bit just of striking out left or right like I'm going to tonight. The thing I love more than anything, though, is there's so many people listening will know every one of those answers, and it'll just be never listen again. We'll be. Our oh, audience Chaz and is David so, Lee yeah. are hey, it, fucking kooks. You got yeah. the DMs that you suck at surfing and you know zero about surf But trivia. all I needed was really Devin Howard colon quote, Jerry Lopez destroyed surfing. Dude, mm-hmm. do not quote. do that to me, Chaz, please. <laughs> I'm giving you a surfboard. I'm not doing please don't. don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I would be so crushed if Jerry called me and was like, um, hey, uh, I'll, I'll, add some, I'll add some softeners. It kind of hurt. Devin man. hinted. Devin Howard hinted that possibly, quote, Jerry Lopez destroyed oh, surfing. Oh, my God. Uh, that's. <laughs> hey, we have it on tape. Nobody's going to listen to the full two hours. We could just say that it was on tape and I'm just nobody will ever know. so fake news. It's not even funny. Uh, gentlemen, this was a pleasure. This was a delight spending Valentine's morning oh my with goodness. you. Yes. Oh I was going to stop and get you guys a gift and I never got around to it. But, I, you know. I, I got a gift for losing a trivia. That's true. I mean, that's pretty, Devin I think you can, that's pretty nice. Uh, you can probably do seized uh, online. I'll, I'll send you my address. Seize. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. You can do it on Amazon. I've done that actually for Christmas. I'll then um, you a massage. Um, serving heritage and culture center is also, we owe them a thanks for hosting us and opening the doors yeah, early Barry. today. I was hoping to introduce Pat O'Connell to it. I don't know if he's ever been here before, but he deserves Pat O'Connell probably has a board in here. He knows. I bet his, okay. I All bet right. Pat's uh, endless summer two board is in here somewhere yeah. it's not I, it should be i also wanted to congratulate him on the best halloween costume this year, past year elo. did you see it he sh- was he, elo? he was dressed yeah. as elo yeah, it I was so he really good. had a spot on though <laughs> it was so good all right gentlemen any closing words go to beachgrid.com hmm. how do they follow you Chaz, on insta oh, you can if you want at surf journalist what about you Devin? i'm on instagram Devin underscore howard and um i'll be working you know doing the same thing world surf league channel islands and i would close on saying i i want to thank you guys for doing what you do i think it's nice to have there's not a lot of surf content out there i do a ton of driving so it's nice to have some podcasts out here and the work you guys are doing is nice a lot of people enjoy it people bump into me on the street and tell me they love my podcast i'm like i I don't have one but (laughs) thank you so that kind of you know that shows me the impact that a lot of just sort of everyday people are enjoying what you do so keep it up thank you Devin. thank you All right, until next week, get barrel.